0: Good morning and welcome to Tuck on Sunday with your host Gregory Muncy on the Lakeshore's 92.7 The Van. Gregory talks with area business owners, civic leaders, as well as other folks in the region to find out what's happening in the Sagatuck douglas area. Tuck on Sunday is being brought to you by Charming Tuck Rentals, The Interurban, Back to the Fuchsia, and Millpond Realty. And now Gregory Muncy with Tuck on Sunday on the Lakeshore's 92.7 The Van.
1: Good morning. Wakey wakey. Let's wake up. We're live high above land sharks in beautiful downtown Saugatuck on Sunday. This is Gregory Muncie, and I'm so happy to have you join us. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Charming Saugatuck Rentals, The Interurban, Back to the Fuchsia Flower Shop, and Mill Pond Realty. I'd also like to thank our producer there at the station, Chad Cashman, and let you know that podcasts are now available online at www.927thevan.com. been getting a lot of calls and messages on Facebook asking, when's it going to be ready? Well, it is ready. You can go right there and find all of our past podcasts as long as our new podcast loaded fresh right after the shows. So you can listen anytime. It's just after 7 a.m. It's about thirty. Degrees outside right now, and it's snowing here in downtown Saugatuck. I'm looking down Butler Street, and it's absolutely beautiful. It's the first time, really, I've seen these big flakes. We've had a couple little dustings, but it's starting to look pretty, and I know we'll have a lot of grumpy grubs out there, and folks will be like, Oh no, here comes the snow! But it is, you know, we've been really lucky uh, this year because it's almost the middle of uh, December, and uh, it's finally starting to snow. A lot of us are excited about it. I'm high above. Land sharks and right underneath you can rent snowshoes and skis and check out the trails we'll be talking to John Vanderbeek later in this show about uh, his master trails program and a great project that he's initiated so I uh, want you to grab a cup of coffee sit down settle in because we have a great lineup for you this morning. We're going to visit Heather Rays from Brackett and Company, Douglas BDA. And I already mentioned John Vanderveek, and then James Groen from the Butler Pantry. He is a lot of fun, great guy, and he's going to give us some uh, cooking tips and uh, some gift giving ideas. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, but first, I've got a special co host uh, down the uh, disco ball. Let's get that down and uh, introduced to you. She's awesome. If you've ever walked the streets of Saugatuck, if, you, uh, if you're if you from here, if you've ever gone to that fabulous Douglas Halloween parade, you will know the Saugatuck city clerk. Her name is Erin Wilkinson. Let's welcome her to the show. Erin, let's give her a big round of applause. Welcome in. Thank you. Well, thanks for uh, coming up to my little apartment here. Yeah, Having my little radio show. Isn't this fun? It is fun. <laughs> um, uh, uh, it's pretty outside, isn't it? With it's this it's gorgeous down? outside. It's, it's very courier cool. and Ives. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, you grab a cup of coffee, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Now, you are the Saugatuck City Clerk. I am. You are event extraordinaire. I've got to tell you, when I first moved here... Uh, about twelve years ago, um, and I, your mom, was facilitating the parades at that time. Yeah, and loved her and everything about Me her. Me too, <laughs> of course you did. And she was very loved by this community. And and um, and I remember you and Andrew when I the first few years that I lived here. I was kind of like afraid to approach you because I felt like you were the cool kids. You know no. what I mean? <laughs> and 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 I just thought it had to have been so much fun to have a mom like that and um and uh, and then I've started getting to know you through helping out at the events and and you helping out at uh, our events, many Sadaba events being a photographer and and uh, and uh, always giving me you know lots of advice and uh, when I'm doing events in town. But I want to, welcome, to you, welcome you to the show, and Thank thanks you. for coming in. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you are the Saugatuck City Clerk now. I am, brand new. So, so that's great. Yeah. Um, uh, love having you in that role. I've heard a lot of folks around saying, oh, oh, yes, I'm so glad we got a local, someone we can connect to, someone we can talk to. Um, and um, But glad you've got that role. But I wanted to find out a little bit about you. And I wanted to talk to a little bit about your mom and the parade and you know um, really a little bit about you. You went to Saugatuck High School, so you're really a I Saugatuckian, did. aren't you?
2: I am from here.
1: Yeah. Yes, uh-huh.
2: yes, uh-huh. it's so, a very small percent of us, but yes, I am from here. So,
1: so your parents raised you here. Are, are your parents from Saugatuck, or did they move here? Nope, they moved uh-huh.
2: here. My dad, when he graduated from pharmacy school, started working at Saugatuck Drugstore and later became a partner with James
1: Christensen. Okay, all right, so he was a partner and a pharmacist there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. And so, did you ever work at the soda shop with Oh you bet you've never met a better soda
2: jerk than me. I was a soda jerk for almost nine years. I can make really? a mean chocolate soda. I oh yeah. You can.
1: I, I l- hope to tell you. I didn't even know that about you. Yes, See, and I'm a
2: member of the official Soda Jerks Association, in fact.
1: You should be proud. Yes. That's Card- great. Card carrying member. That is wonderful. That is wonderful. So he is a pharmacist there and uh, and you grew up uh yeah, in the town. Yeah, so I grew
2: up running up and down the streets. And wow. Used to have tea parties with the little old ladies at the end of the street. Of course, now <laughs> the the people that I thought were little old ladies when I was a little kid are you know my age now. So now I would say they were mi- middle middle aged. Yeah, <laughs> they were. You know, they weren't little old ladies. I'm uh-huh. not a little old lady, but when I was five or five or ten, they seemed like it.
1: Right, right, right. And so, um, uh, 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 growing up here, your mom, um, and as a kid growing up, when did she start? Like, doing parades in town. Well, When did when did she get into it? Well, my... gave her the idea? You know,
2: start? they they were always at the drugstore. My mom also worked at the drugstore when she wasn't working for a pediatrician in Holland. Oh, okay. Um, and so my mom and dad always thought it was very important to give back to the community that you live in. Mm-hmm. And so she used to run a lot of the events through the drugstore, mm-hmm. i.e. the drugstore was the main funding source for the fun in town for many years. So she started doing that. Gosh, I can't remember a time that she didn't do that. Uh-huh. I remember the first Halloween parade we tried uh the kids' Halloween parade. We tried having a rope that the kids held onto to to walk down the street because it was like hurting cats, oh really, uh, yeah, it didn't work so well it didn't <laughs> It didn't work that well, but you know live and learn each
1: time got a little bit better uh-huh uh-huh yep, uh-huh so she started doing the kids' parade.
2: Yeah, she started the kids' parade when I was a kid. There was a Tylenol and razor blade scare with Halloween candy. I remember that. And yeah. so she wanted a safe space to have kids Halloweening. Oh, we've okay. Turned, we've In my family, we've turned Halloween into a verb. Yes. It's Halloweening. You know, you go Halloweening. Yeah, it's – yeah. Um, and so that's why she started the parade. And when they owned the drugstore, Halloween was the slowest weekend of the year. So she wanted to create an event that would help pull people to town.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Yes. To generate, you know, business in the fall. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's it. really cool. Yep.
2: She was a big driver behind creating the um,
1: Convention and Visitors Bureau and was always very involved with stuff like that. Oh, okay. To the community. Right, right, right. And and um, so how did it – now, a lot of people know about the kids Parade, of course. Mm-hmm. We do that during the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Which has kind of ended that parade has ended up in my lap now. Thank you for picking that up because <laughs> the
2: first the first year after my mom died, I tried doing both,
1: uh-huh. and I
2: thought to myself, "How on earth did my mother do this? Right.
1: <laughs> I don't know how she did it." Right. Um, and and then um, and then now, but then it morphed into the adult. Why did it? Why was there an adult parade? How, why did that start?
2: Well, so when you know, obviously, my dad was the local pharmacist. Um, and when you run the local drugstore you're also, you know, responsible for climbing up on the roof to get the air conditioner working when it freezes up and, you know, shoveling the sidewalk and things like that. So when he was working, he could never attend the kids' parade. So he always wanted a nighttime parade for adults that was a torch Halloween parade. Oh, sure. With sure. live fire. Uh-huh. And so the first year we had the Halloween parade in Douglas. I think it was maybe 20 of us. My mom and I always disagreed. She thought there were 100 people there. I thought she was out of her mind. <laughs> um, but so the first year we had tiki torches. Uh huh. Oh. It looked kind of like an angry mob of crazy people walking down the street. And really? then we quickly realized that adults <laughs> and Halloween and wigs and booze and fire don't all
1: go hand in hand.
2: <laughs> So we yes, got rid of not. the torches. We got rid of the torches. We kept oh the parade.
1: God. Wow. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So no more torches.
2: Yep. Yep. <laughs> so she started the, the Douglas when, Halloween parade.
1: Huh.
2: Well, now we're going on, what, 24 years ago? Wow. Yeah. We just had the 20-year anniversary.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, that's really something. Yeah. And, and uh, so you've done – you it, now uh, your mother, um, unfortunately, uh, 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 she's still here. She didn't left us. I know her spirit's there. She's saved all of the parades. (laughs) She always comes out. (laughs) I always joke that uh, she's
2: in charge of the weather.
1: Right. You know, what else is she gonna do in heaven besides, you know, control parade weather. Right. And
2: usually it works out in my favor. I had a good seven year streak with no rain for the Halloween parade, which was
1: kind of miraculous. With threats of rain. Yes, and then
2: this this last you know, this year the weather was of course perfect.
1: Yes, of course. And there was
2: no parade. I was the only person on Center Street. It was a very sad moment, but it was gorgeous out. Mm -hmm. Blue moon, second Mm -hmm. full moon of the month it was perfect weather
1: it was also fall back yes um and so had the bars been open it would have been quite a party you're right you're
2: right it was sad it was it it brought pain to my soul to not be able to do the halloween parade and the glow party this year Mm -hmm. but next year we're going to kick them up over the top with your help of course i hope wow
1: of course (laughs) um now the pumpkin king Mm -hmm. is the crowning jewel Yes. Of this parade. Is that right? Yes. Yes. And he so is. how did that come about that? I mean, if anybody has seen it, it's a huge pumpkin head. Yeah. 20 foot tall. And it has huge arms that mm-hmm. reaches out towards the crowd. Yep. And it's it's manned by several people. It's like yeah. a big puppet. Yeah, it, it is. That's exactly what it is. It's a huge puppet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so back in the day, When
2: the convention, the convention and visitors bureau worked with local puppeteers Larry uh, Basgel and Michael
1: Schwabe, yes,
2: the village puppeteers as their name. Yes, those guys are
1: very talented. They're very, very talented. They do the village puppet show here in the summers. here at the American Legion. Yes,
2: it is one of the best kept secrets in town. That puppet show and also the magic show.
1: It's so cute. Those guys are talented. But so
2: they had created a a pumpkin king puppet Uh for the kids parade. It was Uh much smaller, um, but they're made of foam and spring steel. So, they do not have an unending life. They ha- they have a, a period of time that they're okay, and then they kind of start to
1: mm-hmm, oh, off okay. a little bit. Oh, okay. So,
2: the one from the children's parade kind of took a tank and disintegrated a little bit and couldn't <laughs> be used anymore. <laughs> oh. Well, then when I took over the Halloween parade, I thought, wow, we've really got like, you know, 3,000 people on Center Street or whatever. Right. It was just standing there waiting for an hour. We should probably do some form of entertainment. Sure. So, one year I hired. I can't remember, a fire juggler and a fire hooper and some other things to entertain the crowd. And then Larry was a little miffed because he was like, well, you know, you've got local performers right here. Why are you hiring from out of the community? And so he eventually called me and said, you know, why didn't you hire us to build a pumpkin? And -hmm. I said, well, how, how much would it cost? When can we get it done? Right. And so he gave me a extremely reasonable amount of money and so i ran around town and about five days later i came to him with the money i said okay town sponsored it when can we get so in 10 days i think it was 10 or 11 days there's a video on the website oh okay um we got the american Legion hall and we hurried up and got a bunch of foam and spring steel and they very quickly crafted the pumpkin king um they put well over 100 hours into creating it and, and we've had the Pumpkin King for the nighttime parade ever since and, and the puppeteers have become some of my very best friends in town. They're fabulous
1: people. Yeah. 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 They're very talented yeah, guys. Yep. And now you have you have quite a love for puppets, don't you? Or I, that yes. whole kind of you know uh art, yeah, well, I've
2: definitely developed an appreciation for it. You, you know,
1: started I, an event that I thought was so cool. you've done it a couple of years, right, and once, then one once, one year one. Yep. that's right, you couldn't do it this year, yep. of course covid um and and that's to showcase one of uh, the folks uh local folks or yep. folks that lived here, yeah, what's it
2: yeah so burr i I am actually not the creator of that event, Michael and Larry and Hestopolis productions, which is a not for profit that um, aims to bring puppetry to the masses and uh-huh. keep the art kind of alive. Sure. They created the event, but okay. because they work with me on Halloween, they said, Hey, Aaron, how'd you like to help with marketing and coordinating and want to be the event director? Right. And so I was pretty involved in in it from you know start to finish. Kukla um, Fest. Kukla Fest. And it is named Fest. after Kukla Fran and Ollie,
1: uh-huh.
2: which was a puppet show that right. people who are a little bit older than us remember. Um, Bert Tilstrom was a famous puppeteer, world famous puppeteer,
1: mm-hmm.
2: who um, ended up retiring here. He had a summer home here and then retired here. Right? If you've ever been in um, Town Square Park, there's that statue of the little girl with the butterfly. That's a tribute to him.
1: Yeah, one of my favorites.
2: So he used to have these puppetry conferences out at Oxbow that pulled you know world famous puppeteers from all over, and including people like you know Jim Henson of the of Sesame Street fame. Um, And so they used to have these puppetry conferences out there. And Michael and Larry thought, hey, that's a really cool piece of history. Let's do that again. And so we had the first Kukla Fest, not last year, but the year before. um, And it was a smashing success. We had some really, really talented people from all over the place come.
1: Wow. Wow. That's that's really cool. Yep. And you have quite an interesting background um, because you shared (laughs) some things with me, a lot of things I didn't know. Yeah, after high school, when you were getting into college, you moved to Brazil?
2: Mm -hmm. Yes. I did not know what I wanted to study when I graduated high school, Uh and I didn't want to waste my my money paying to be at frat parties. So instead, I wasted my money going to Brazil. I went and lived in Brazil with a couple of different foreign exchange students who had been friends of mine when they were going to school here at Saugatuck High School. Uh And so I went and lived with them for a couple of months, and that's when the travel bug bit me in the butt.
1: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All
2: right. Yep, that's when it happened.
1: Wow. What what an experience. I've never been to another country. To me, that whole idea oh, wow. is very foreign.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, you like- <laughs> need to experience it <laughs> because it's fantastic. Uh-huh. I, I remember before I left for Brazil, everyone said, you know, it's going to be such a culture shock. It's going to take you months to acclimate. Baloney. It was just the most exhilarating, fabulous thing in the world. And then when I came back, that's when I had culture shock was reacclimating to being around americans which are no offense to americans but considerably colder than brazilians are you know you meet a brazilian they're your best friend the first time you meet them and they're just so warm and
1: because your cheek and
2: hugs you uh-huh. and, you know you're the, they're they're a very warm culture so it was yeah. it was interesting to come back to a different culture once i had been there what uh-huh. it felt like anyway
1: uh-huh uh-huh and um uh and you then you uh You worked for the American Medical Association. Yeah. That's interesting.
2: Yes, I was working. After I got back from Brazil, I was working at Maro's. Uh And I had enrolled uh, to study international business in Portuguese at Michigan State University. Had been down for orientation and everything. And then my aunt, Gloria Gupta, also known as Crawford in this town, Uh um, came into Maro's one night. And she said, hey, how are you paying for college? And I said, well, I'm going to go into debt for the rest of my life. (laughs) And she said, well, why don't you... Apply for a job at the American Medical Association, they have tuition reimbursement. Right. And so I gave her my resume and two weeks later moved to Chicago. All and nice. I worked for the American
1: Medical Association for three years. So now you grew up here, went to Brazil, now you're in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And that had to have been a culture shock. Yeah, it's different.
2: It's different. Yeah. It's
1: definitely different. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. Um, and then, no, but I want to, so that people can go back, what we were talking about a few minutes ago, um, the Halloween hmm um what's the website where people can go to to find the video and find out DouglasHalloween.com. com. uh-huh and how do you get that together i mean how how, how do you put that event on um. Well, I selectively
2: choose my handful of friends, such as you, right? Um, and so it's volu- I, all volunteers. And I, yeah, it's all volunteers. Uh-huh. And I basically figure out what my budget needs to be, and then I figure out how much money I need from sponsors, and then I run around this town and beg, borrow, and steal until I have enough money to pay for it. Right. And then you, you have
1: know, an amazing list of sponsors and I, people that support. I am so fortunate
2: that yes. yes, almost every business in town, it feels like, supports the the events. If they don't support the Nighttime Halloween parade for adults. They support the kids' parade, or they support, support Glow in the Park. Or right, it's one of the great things about this community. they so. That's what I wanted
1: to ask you about Glow in the Park because I know I've helped at that yes, at a couple of thank the events. You. And and I wanted to ask you, um, when did that come about? Why did Why did that start?
2: Well so the first time my mom always used to just pay for the Halloween automobile. Because pocket. that's huge.
1: Yeah. I don't know if yeah. folks know if they've come to this the last couple of years, but it brings yeah. thousands of people. Yeah, it's
2: it's big. It's yeah. Big. And
1: and to our little town and yeah. yeah, we have so much fun. There's yeah. all kinds of events for it kids. Yeah. Um it's it's very kid and family friendly. Yeah. Um it's just a great time and yeah. and uh there's there's a DJ dancing there's uh the terrainable ride which yep. is just a big hit
2: UV reactive face paint is let's let's face it the UV reactive right. face paint and the black light tent and the LED cotton candy that's all parents need to know. Gosh,
1: I missed all that. That's just
2: all they need to know.
1: Yeah, and then right. the bar
2: is for them, and then the kids run around and have have fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I started that. Um, what was it? Five five years ago. I uh-huh. think we just had the this this past one we had was the fifth. Okay. Um, so I started that because I started to realize that as the, the Halloween parade grows every year, it gets more and more expensive. You it's know, huge. now we've got speakers that we've got to run all the way down, and that means you have to hire someone to do that, and you've got to hire lighting, and you've got to pay for all the marketing, and So it got to the point where every year I was hitting up all the businesses to pay for Halloween and the price tags going up, up, up. And I started to think, you know, I'm going to eventually hit fatigue with my sponsors. They're not going to want to continue paying for this endlessly. So I thought, why don't we create an event that will generate revenue? Brilliant. Right. Mm -hmm. And then that can pay for Halloween. So I started Glow in the Park, which is about, you know, 10 times more expensive and does not turn a profit yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like, it's kind of like having a big weird wedding the night before Halloween.
1: Sure. So that's why
2: I started it. And then it just, it took on a life of its own.
1: Right, right. But uh, uh, you know, and what are you thinking about for next year? Is uh, for the glow in the park and the Halloween parade? What's going to go in there?
2: I'm thinking we're going to take it just off the rails, bigger and better.
1: You know, Uh everything. So you're still planning on having
2: it? I sure am. I'm really hoping that we've got a vaccine rolled out enough at that point that maybe we can do it. Fingers fingers crossed and knock on wood.
1: I'll but, tell you yeah. the Sadaba board said that uh, we're going to try all our events next year and yeah. so I'm super excited to get back back into. Event. gosh that, that's yeah. my favorite part of the job is I events know.
2: it really bummed and me out it really did
1: bum me out this year yeah. um, but we are so excited for more yeah. fun for next year yeah. and yeah, uh, yeah we're going to do a lot of fun things next year yeah. you know but you know a lot of events still are still going on if you go to the Lakeshore Chorus the Lakeshore Community Chorus They've got. Uh, they're doing their uh, concert virtual, Virtually. and they'll, yep. they'll launch that on December twentieth. Right now, you can go to see Saugatuck Christmas Carol online, mm-hmm. and uh, Scrooge or Steve Williford, was <laughs> here with us last <laughs> week. And if you go to sagatuckchristmascarol.anywhereseat.com, or you go to the Facebook page there at Saga Tuck Christmas Carol, you'll find how you can watch it. You name your own price. So it's affordable for anybody to watch it, Fantastic. and it's last year's recordings. So it's a great way to support that event for next year. So um, getting back to your uh, position with the city clerk. Yep, brand new. Love it. Couldn't How is love it, it You worked for um, the Chamber of Commerce in, and, South, Haven. in South Haven, right? Yep. yep. And um, you worked there for, what, a, about two years? I was
2: there almost exactly a year, and the uh-huh. opportunity to work in Sagatech popped up, and... As much as I enjoyed working in South Haven and loved getting to know all the people that are there and the businesses and stuff,
1: after COVID hit,
2: I really felt like, wow, I really want to be helping my own community. I mean, not that I don't want to help South Haven, but I really felt this – even stronger pull to get back to Saugatuck to be contributing to my own community so when the clerk position opened up I jumped all over it
1: yeah yeah well I know you wanted to be closer to home and I know how how uh close you are to the community and everything your parents have done for this community yep. and and uh, I know that you wanted to be closer to home yeah and do something here closer yep. to home
2: and, and I, I love having, you know, everybody that comes in just about, I know them and they know me. Right. And so it's it, it adds kind of some fun to it for me because it's kind of, you know, work turns into, you know, just – getting to help the people that you would want to help in your own community. You know, well, it's such, familiar.
1: it's such a small town, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't know how yeah. small Saugatuck is. There's yeah, it's pretty small. less than a 1,000 full-time residents, yep. and uh, in Douglas, there's about 1,200 mm-hmm. uh, full-time residents, and even between the two, that's not many. Yeah, And it's hard not to run into anybody mm-hmm. or not to, you know because we all kind of know each other whether we want to or not sometimes yeah that's the beauty (laughs) that's it's the it's the beauty and the curse of this community correct (laughs) and that's in a lot of people that live in small towns they do they get Mm -hmm. that so so um so what are um so what are your plans for um uh i I also know that you're with the sauganick township fire department as well yeah and uh what do you do for them I don't, I don't know how I
2: talked him into it. But some somehow, somewhere along the line, I ended up shooting one of their fires. And then Chief Janik, after the fact, said, wow, this is really good. We can – Photograph it. Yes, yeah. yes. Just um, make sure.
1: You said shooting. So yep.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't really, I don't really shoot firefighters. Don't, fire don't want to trigger yeah, anyone no, out there. Yeah, I don't want to trigger yeah. anyone. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so he um, found the value in having the documentation of the event, not just for, you know, obviously the newspaper or whatever – um, but for in house training, they a lot of times review the photos and it helps them find ways to improve or you know, maybe they didn't lay a hose line quite like they would have liked it or so it's a it's a really good learning opportunity. So so I pretty much I talked him into hiring me. And so I'm the staff photographer. Oh, okay. So at three o'clock in the morning the other day when there was a, a vacation rental on fire, I jump out of bed, grab my camera and run. It's a lot of fun.
1: I saw that picture. That was that was an incredible. Yeah, lots of your pictures are incredible. Thank Um, you. You've done great uh, photography work. I know that you've sold in galleries in town over the years, um, uh, and you've done different things with your with your pictures as well. Um, uh, Then I also um, uh, know that you did the cover of the Sadaba brochure. I did. Um, Wow! Yeah, wonderful pictures there. Thank you. Um, I like that one pic with the girls jumping Jumping by the rainbow. rainbow Yeah. And um, but uh, but I've seen your artwork all around town. What are your plans for Christmas? What's going on? Um, you know we don't. We, I'm going to be you honest. Do any baking. So, I know you cook. I remember one I, time I, yeah, you invited cook. me over, and the first time I went to Aaron Wilkinson's <laughs> house in the Wilkinson's house, you knew driving up there that these were event people. <laughs> And and um, had a great kitchen with this that that professional type yeah, stove. <laughs> and she's just sit down, Gregory. I know Larry was there, yep. and and um, uh, Michael. Michael. Yeah. And um, and just sat down and cooked a really nice meal: pork yeah. chops. Yep. We had.
2: My my mom was uh, forever having people over, and and she would, you know, our house became the, um, we called it the dysfunctional family Christmas Mm -hmm. um, because all of our our little friends from around the community who, you know, come from divorced families or whatever would go do their family tour, and then they would show up at our house about, you know, 10 or 11 o'clock on Christmas Eve. And my mom would have our entire island, every square inch of it, covered in appetizers and little ham sandwiches and soup and. Swedish meatballs and, you know, so we used to party until, you know, four or six o'clock in the morning with, with our guests and sure. sleep through Christmas.
1: <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So are you going to do any cooking, any baking? Did yeah. you get any of my pumpkin bread? I made well, fresh pumpkin bread for my guests this morning. I didn't,
2: I did not have any of that. I'm st- I'm still nursing my coffee.
1: This is very early for me. I know. Is, I know. Erin walked sunday. in this morning and, and she's like, Gregory, and I had to, uh, <laughs> Uh, do a promo, and and I'm all and she's just looking at me, Gregory, (laughs) I just woke up.
2: Where do you get this energy? Where do you get this energy?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've always woken up early. You know, my family, um, I know my brothers and all that would be sleeping in if I was staying at a house, if it was a holiday or something, and I'd come early, and mom and I would always wake up early, have our coffee and tea, and just start right away.
2: Yeah, my mom always used to make fun of me because I would put myself to bed when I was a kid. You know, it would be eight o'clock or something, and we'd be all sitting around watching a you know television program or something. And all of a sudden, I would say, "Okay, I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed." And then, at, you know, six a.m. bright and early, I was you know bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and everyone else in the family was like, "Aaron, go back to bed." <laughs> right. So they used to deliberately keep me up at night to try and get me to. And now they have they somehow successfully converted me to a nighttime person.
1: Wow, wow! There's so much we could talk about. I could talk to you probably for like two hours. I know that. <laughs> Um, uh, but uh, uh, we do have to take a break here in just about a minute. Um, I do want to remind everybody that um, here in downtown Saugatuck and downtown Douglas, almost all of our restaurants are open for takeout right now.
2: Mm-hmm. Had Phil's takeout the other night.
1: It was fabulous. I love not having to cook sometimes. I had the walleye at the Butler restaurant mm. the other night, and it was delicious. Mm. I always get extra coleslaw and extra tartar sauce because I like it saucy. Nice I do
2: And then do you remind <laughs> your your listeners to tip even though they're getting takeout for the I, servers in the area? Yes you, you should always, always nice. tip appropriately yep.
1: um, I tip 20% yeah um, uh, because you know it's it's really it's sometimes well, there have been a couple times yeah. where I've tipped a little bit more. Um, because just to show my appreciation for the cooks in the back.
2: Locals helping locals. That's how it works. Yeah. Locals
1: help. All of our stores are open. Most of our stores are here on the 300 block where Landsharks, where I'm at, where we're recording live. Um, we have, all of these stores are open all year long. Mm -hmm. I still, I have. Almost every day. I forgot to show you.
2: I brought my on track Thermometer. Uh-huh. My keychain thermometer. Do you know where on track is? Yes, right below yes. us. When when Landsharks way back when I was a yes. kid was
1: I've heard of it. Right, I, so, that was before my time. They've always right.
2: rented cross country skis, and they used to have these little teeny tiny thermometers that say on track that go on your zipper pull so you oh. know what the temperature is. Well, that's like a oh, prized cool. possession. My oh yes, and I will, yes.
1: Fight for it. Oh, of course. Yes. Wow. So I brought that today to show you. Oh really? You know, I, oh, I want I to see to pull it. Pull it out of my pocket because I'm really yet. valuable. <laughs> we've got we've got a lot of fun. Uh, we've got Heather Kennedy. She wears so. I'm sorry. Did I say oh, Heather Ray? She, she married uh, Tino, Tino, the police officer yep. over yep. in Do- Douglas. Yeah and uh and i got to remember heather rays i know and, uh and she's a, she's everything she's a fabulous photographer she works dda yep. uh she uh, at uh I, I, it's it's so many things picture my view photography bracket and yeah. company raised market bistro 40 we're gonna find out about bistro 44. We'll I, I, I just and...
2: heard about that so I've we'll been be
1: looking at the kind of things
2: they' <laughs> they're piping out look pretty good
1: It yeah oh I saw those buns yeah that she sh- i'm telling you we're got about bounce a quarter off those buns <laughs> <They're>... <laughs> they look good. But uh, I want to thank again our sponsors, Charming Saugatuck Rentals, the Urban Transit Authority, back to the Fuchsia Flower Shop and Mill Pond Realty for sponsoring our show. And I want to remind everybody that you're listening to Saugatuck on Sunday on 92.7 The Van and 927thevan.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back! It's Gregory here with Erin Wilkinson, my special co-host. Happy to have her here. Thank you. Happy we're to you. high. We're high above land sharks here in beautiful downtown Saugatuck, and we're looking outside, and look at the snow. It's starting to coat the trees. Mm-hmm. Isn't it pretty? heather's <laughs> saying no um who wh- wh- who's heather hold on i don't know because i'm seeing her walk down the runway we're gonna take that disco ball down and see her work the runway she's got wow look at those moves she's got look at that apron she turns grills on is what she does, <laughs> <I bet laughs> she does. <laughs> look at this cute <laughs> little apron she's working. the she is from Bistro 44 is what I'm going to mention first, because I really want to push it. that food looks so good. Welcome, welcome Heather Rays. And uh, I know Brackett and; Company, Douglas EDA, she, and she's also the photographer of everybody, of everybody. And, and she she's, been, she's the official photographer Sadava. Mm-hmm. She does pictures for the uh, Douglas Police Department. You're a photographer for the city of Douglas. Her landscapes are no joke. Yeah, she gets oh, they're some not. a phenomenal beach. Shots. They're not. Unbelievable. Um, very, very talented. I um, want to welcome you to the show.
3: Well, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here with both of you.
1: And you brought gifts. I
3: did. I brought gifts and food.
1: And food. And, and, uh, oh, okay. And, and you brought and food. Let's see. Um, what's in here? Food? That's not food. Oh. Let's see. Santa would, oh, there's a... haha. This is really nice. Spinach dill. Delicious. You've got some dips here. Where is all this from? There you go. Oh, and some food. So
3: these are just little gift bags they threw together. Um, these are items that we sell at Bracket and Company. Nice. Yes.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Um, so we carry Kalamazoo Candle Company candles, and they are hand-poured every day in Kalamazoo still. They're all natural. They burn very clean. And the I brought you a sandalwood, and that will burn for about 80 hours. Okay. Um, they are hypoallergenic, so if you have somebody who's really sensitive to smell, um, it's not going to affect them. It's not very overwhelming or anything like that. They're just wonderful, wonderful candles. Wow. Um, the dips that I brought you, are uh-huh. they're my favorite ones. We met this woman down in Arizona. We go there every winter for trade show. And these are all her recipes. They're natural ingredients. They whip up with mayonnaise and sour cream, let them chill overnight. And they are absolutely delicious.
1: And where do I get these? You
3: can get those right at Bracken Company.
1: And you guys are open uh, every day, or we
3: are open Friday through Sunday uh-huh. at eleven, and then we do buy appointment shopping all week long.
1: So I can call anytime. You
3: can call me anytime. Okay, and I will meet you over there. Got yep. some
1: great stuff there. I was looking in the windows the other day.
3: Anything for gifts—the hard to buy for, or the fun gifts, or the pet lovers, or you know, wh- whoever—we have something for everybody.
1: Is that where these gifts came from? This is—I've uh, got napkins that say, "Have yourself a merry little Christmas." Cocktail. Those are cute.
2: I mean, I don't. I don't want to like knock you, but I got. I got dogs with Santa hats, and it's they're really cute.
1: Oh, I like dogs Aren't with Santa cute? hats. So do
2: I. So do I. She <laughs> knew you my sweet spot. Person. I am a dog. <laughs> is really
1: person. cool. And this is a candle here. I noticed from the Kalamazoo Candle Company. Correct. Yep. Sandalwood. That's one of my favorites. Is it? I wondered. It, it I really is. So yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. So, um, you're there at Brackett and Company. And then, uh, but I wanted really the way the reason why having you on the show is because I keep seeing the wonderful food that you're posting. (laughs) And, and I keep hearing about this Bistro 44.
3: Yep, yep. So I brought you both this morning some pig in the blankets. I baked them fresh this morning. Oh. Uh, we make everything from scratch. We are going to source our ingredients locally when possible to kind of help support the local economy. Um, and we just felt like after, my husband and I have both been in the area for our whole lives, sure. basically. I grew up here. I went to Saugatuck High School as well.
1: Your mom worked at the Calico Kitchen back in the day. I did too.
3: My sister did too. Our, all of our names were actually in the cement when they redid <laughs> the building. <laughs> right. So, and your um, mom
1: has the shop across the street.
3: The Owl House. The Owl House. Fabulous
1: yeah. store. The, like fabulous store. Yeah,
3: yeah, it really is. Rustic gifts and outdoorsy stuff and yep. the best stuffed animals I have ever come across in, in my life. She
2: does have the best stuffies. Jellycat. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're very,
1: very
3: you just hold them soft forever. and fluffy and yes. very
1: cute. You grew up here. You've cute. got two kids, right? I've
3: got two kids. I raised my children here. Um, they are older now and my son is in Utah and um, my daughter is just finishing high school. And
1: Yeah, your son Andrew worked for us at Del Sol.
3: Yup, he did and he worked at Wild Dog for a couple of years. Great ago. employee. Thank you. Um, so we... Uh, we have a lot of customers that come into Douglas and in Saugatech when I was here, but um, and they're always looking for where can we have breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Sure. Um, they just want home food, you know, something that you would make at home or comfort or, you know, whatever. And there's a lot of fast food restaurants or there's a lot of, you know – just quick grab items, but there isn't really anything made from scratch where, you know, your love and the passion go into it. And so we wanted to bring something that would would do that for our community. Um, we want to... I love feeding people. So you were talking about your mom, and I'm yep. that mom. Yep. So anybody who comes to my house, I'm feeding them all of the time. <laughs> so what can I get you? What can I make you? And we make everything from scratch. My kids grew up that way. Um, we have dinner at the table every night. Um, it wasn't just for weekends. And so I wanted to find a way that I could use that passion to give back to our community and bring people in, not only for you know the food, but then they will also, in turn, visit the other businesses. And we have a lot of wonderful businesses in downtown douglas
1: so your buns that i saw that you showed the whole world
3: (laughs) i did i did
1: um those were homemade
3: they were they yeast dough (laughs) yes that's work seven Mm -hmm. hours worth of waiting patiently for them to rise
1: i get the roads the roads frozen dough yep and put it in the oven yep tell everybody it's homemade that's what i do you know i can't believe i've known tino since i was a kid and i did not know that
2: he's a cook who knew
3: yeah, he he keeps it. I mean, he occasionally brings stuff in for here or there, but he yeah, he, keeps
2: it. So he kept you- that little secret for a long time. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, he should
1: have married you sooner. <laughs> let's get back to I Tino. <laughs> You're the girl he got. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, yeah. He was single for quite a while. He we loves, loved he Tino, Tino when he uh, patrolled through town. Everybody loves. Tino. Always visited the store. Yeah. Always asked us how we were doing. Oh, yep. very friendly in our community. Yes. So
3: he loves loved visiting with everybody in town and going to all of the shops and getting to know all all of the business owners uh-huh. and their employees and their families and you know just. Yeah. I He's think a very
2: personable guy. And he a great and
3: sense that of humor.
1: Yeah. Very good sense of humor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
3: Always laughing, always smiling. Right. Uh never grumpy. I mean he yeah. just, he enjoys life. Loves he
2: life. he definitely has the public servant streak.
3: Absolutely. He's, and his he's entire a big help. Family does. Yeah. His mom mm-hmm. actually has a radio show on the van on Sunday evenings. It's been on the air for fifty plus years. Really? She was yeah. the first um Spanish radio. What's her show? Uh it's the one that aired. I should the- know. Sunday evenings, okay. the Spanish radio show. Oh, okay. van, yep. Yeah,
2: I'll have to listen to practice my Spanish. Well, Me my too. Spanish is gotten really called, lazy. What was that, Chad? Chad? I'm
1: listening to Chad in my, in my ear here. What was that? Wait. Allegra Latina.
3: Yes. Yep.
1: Ah. Well, I'm going to start listening. Is that Spanish music? Is yep. that? Yep. Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
3: Yep. Um, I have learned a lot about Spanish music in the oh, last, I love Spanish in the last music. couple of years. Yeah. Years in, and I love it. It's yeah. wonderful. It's oh, it
1: most certainly is. Very soulful. And, yep. It's like it's very jazzy. Got to love a Latin beat. It's, a good it's Latin the, beat. There's yes. nothing oh, like yes. that. You're yeah. right about that. It was a lot of fun. Yep. Um, so, uh, you, did you? Gr- you grew up here in Sagatuck, or
3: I did. Um, my family has been coming here since before I can remember. Uh-huh. Um, and then we just, you know, we loved it so much that we stayed. <laughs> right. And so I went to high school here, and then I grew up working in, you know, at Coral Gables and, you know, Once Upon a Time and and things. Things like that and i thought what a great small little community i wanted to raise my children here so sure. i did um and then i stayed here as a business person and right. and right i just love it this is home and
1: you're always heather you're always like into everything like i i was speechless when i was trying to introduce you because <laughs> i you do so many things like right now you're organizing a Christmas carol that you've got yes. me talked into. We're going to walk around so Christmas caroling on the 21st should, throughout oh, the neighborhood. No, no,
2: trust me. The only thing I'm good for at a Christmas carol is taking pictures of it. You don't okay. want me singing under any circumstances. Just, it's like choking a cat to death. We want
3: your energy. We want your energy. I can energy. do that. I can do that. You bring that. so much energy. We love <laughs> it.
2: I can put on a McBoing Boing. One of my moms, she used to call them McBoing Boing hats. Uh-huh. She's got these furry collar Christmas Santa hats that have a spring that go up. Kind of
1: like our oh, juice
3: yes. and then the toughest, I'll have to and dig of those out. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do the caroling on oh, December 21st, which uh-huh. is the night that the Christmas star appears for the first time in 800 years. It's Jupiter and Saturn. They come close enough to align, uh-huh. and they're going to form the Christmas star. So I Great. thought that's a perfect night to go caroling. Um, with everything going on this year with COVID and things like that, we just kind of want to put some holiday cheer out there. So be
1: Great outdoor, idea. we'll have the mass, we'll be yep. socially distancing yep. and we'll and we'll walk through towns yep. uh Sagatuck and Douglas. Yep. And and uh and, uh, and spread
3: we'll some cheer. Spread some, some cheer. Yeah.
1: I was all on board for that. I remember when I was a kid, it was quite a thing back in the, you know, 70s, 80s. And you just don't see caroling as often anymore. So I've noticed this year, all of the people with their Christmas lights in their houses this year, more so than usual.
3: Absolutely. Just driving in, You were I heard you this morning. I was listening to you both on my way in this morning, and downtown took looks beautiful this year. Mm-hmm.
1: It really is. It really yeah, does. they put the lights back up in the branches, and
0: yes. that
2: really made a difference. It did make you know, a huge difference. I, I know I'm not here to talk about city business, mm-hmm. but I just need to give a quick nod to Chris Peterson. On uh-huh. City Council has worked for the last couple of years on Christmas lights. She worked really hard this year yes. with um, Chip's Ground Cover to do the Christmas lights along with a couple other people. Mm-hmm. They look but great. she deserves a big pat on the back. Oh, does yeah. She a great job.
1: Definitely. All of our council folks, uh, they do a great job uh, keeping our town so nice and mm-hmm. wonderful. I want to also ask you about... A little bit more about Bistro Forty Four. So now you're cooking food, and I can pick it up at Brackett and Company, right?
3: Yep. So right now we are. How do I call for of, that?
1: How do I get you some? You can
3: call my phone number. Um, I have it listed. We have an email, which is Bistro Forty Four Restaurant at Gmail dot com, or you can connect with us on Facebook. Um, we do pick up seven days a week, and then we do what we call grab and go Friday through Sunday at Bracket and Company, um, where you can just come in and say, "Hey, I would like, you know, two burritos or enchiladas or some rice or you know whatever it is that you want," and we'll go get it. It's already made, um, and then, and off you go.
1: Wow. So um, you are with the the, the phone number again.
3: 616 836- <laughs> And we're working out of a temporary location right now while we work on getting our building taken care of. And we're going to be right downtown uh, on Center Street. Uh-huh. And Beach Row 44 comes from... Um, kind of as a nod and a salute to all of our law enforcement and firefighters. My husband's badge number is forty-four. Oh, so that's right. I wondered about with that. With forty-four, nice. um, and I just think that they all put themselves on the line every single mm-hmm. day, and um, we all owe them so much gratitude for that. Yeah, so there's a
2: lot of extra risk right now with COVID, and there yeah, is. And I don't think people yeah.
3: really understand what goes into their jobs every day. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. as a way to show appreciation. To fantastic all of them that's what we did so
1: right right that's great that's, that's really really cool um have you uh have any christmas plans for this year what what's what do you, what do you plan on doing this we're so?
3: going to keep it really simple um, most people are this year <laughs> my son is going to come home from utah uh, my daughter will be there and we're going to spend some time with uh tino's daughter and that's that's it we're just going to kind of lay low and take the day off. Yeah. Neither one of us get very many days off, so we're both working a lot. So,
1: so you're now with the DDA. You work on the Douglas Downtown DDA. I know Sagatuk doesn't have a DDA, and sometimes Sadaba helps to fill that role when yep. they need to. Yep. Um, and so so what do, you, what do you do with the DDA?
3: So I'm a board member on the DDA. Uh-huh. Um, we do our... Uh, office elections in January or position elections. Uh So, um, I am up for election to be chair of the board of the DDA. Um, I am chair of their event committee and I round up their marketing and advertising right now.
1: Fantastic. That's fantastic. That's, that's good to hear. Um, now DDA, what events does DDA facilitate? I know you guys do the, um, Douglas social love those.
3: We do. We do the Douglas Social. Unfortunately, not this year, uh, but we do plan to bring them back next year. Great. Um, we are in the process of celebrating our 150th birthday, I Douglas. I just saw
2: that. Douglas yes. Douglas
3: on October 17th, 150 years ago. That'll be
1: next year. We just, Sagatuk just had their 150th um, in 2018.
3: Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. So That's we, funny. We are trying to do like a socially distant uh, safe event every month for throughout the whole year. Um, we started in October with hanging up the banners throughout the town and um, up to the bridge. So uh-huh. if you drive through Douglas, you'll see the 150th, and we have it on Town Hall. Um, okay. We did the tree lighting. Um, February we are going to do like a date night with the local uh, restaurants in town. Um, try to work something out for that. Um, January we're doing a, a photo op, and we have one right now down at Douglas Beach. If you drive to Douglas Beach, we have a little uh, bench set up, and we have a couple of Christmas trees, and we have a backdrop. To I put saw up that on oh, the events, an and so just a you know a way to help people get in the spirit and be able to still do something. Get out, find something to do outside, and you know that kind of stuff. So we're urging everybody to go over to Douglas Beach and you know get your snap your selfie and then post it on nice. Facebook. You can post it in one of the informed groups. You can send it to me uh, via Messenger on Facebook, and we're, we'll put all of those up on the DDA Facebook page. What
2: a great- Great idea! Yeah, I've been saying for years we need a couple of good selfie stands around town that say the yes. town. Yeah. So that when someone puts their picture up, it's it's helping to promote the community. Yeah, absolutely It's right. a great I think idea. Both right. hills
3: should do it year round.
1: Yeah. So exciting news um, that the Calico, which has been closed for a while, it mm-hmm. had uh, become what was it a pizza place for a minute, and then it was a well, Thai it restaurant. It was a
2: vegan ice
1: cream place for a hot second. Yes, I yeah. remember that. Um, and then it became a Thai Thai restaurant. restaurant. For two years, maybe? I think until a drunk drove into it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Sideways, a car went sideways, right? Upside
2: down, I and think. And plowed didn't the it? whole car yeah. into
1: the build And the guy was the fine;
2: he was totally unscathed. It was remarkable,
1: unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. And and so they had closed it down, and uh, and now it is in uh, the hands of the folks that own Isabelle's. Yeah, I had we just heard so that. so
3: excited to hear that they that they bought that property yes. and that they have yeah some, they have some really big plans plans. for it. So we've heard, and so we're excited to see what
1: they do. Yeah, yeah. They said they're thinking of ideas, and so they're brainstorming about what they're going to do with it. But great to see somebody do something with it. How about that big building next door? Do you know anything about the Hayworth building?
3: Um, I might know a little, but... I saw
1: some of the developing and the ideas and stuff like that. Um,
3: yeah, they're still very much in the beginning processes and working through um, some of the... the you know. Demolition.
1: Isn't there issues with demolition and the soil and yep, some contaminants? And, yep, yep. Right.
3: So we're working through that, um, and we'll get it, yeah. We're working very hard to get that taken care of.
1: Right, right. So you think we'll have an Easter parade this year in Douglas?
3: It's really hard to tell. We yeah. would really like to, um, especially with you know all of the events being canceled throughout the year. Um, mm-hmm. We'd really like to be able to do something. So we're going to try and do something that is socially distant and um but can still bring people together we had thought about doing it for halloween but it just the numbers had started coming back up and so it just didn't you know seem like the right thing to do but we are definitely uh working on what we can do for next year to to bring bring it back and make it bigger and better
1: right right uh, well yeah like you said you can't really gauge anything at this point? no you? So,
3: i mean it changes so so frequently right now and you know who knows what three months holds so
1: mm-hmm. i know sagatuck center for the arts they've done a nice job uh having public events and mm-hmm. and been able to do the outdoor movie there and they've been doing it in a safe fashion by socially distancing and then of course their uh market they had uh was the fifth as well they've got some virtual things going on coming up too and you can go to their website at sc 4a.org. A. A. Org. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, they've got a couple of virtual concerts coming up, and they're going to do their Hempy Keyboard Series, <laughs> which they do every year, and that'll be virtual this year, starting in uh, January. People are so, getting
2: so creative with virtual events. Yeah. So creative with virtual events. Yeah, they events. really
1: are. The stores are, too.
2: Yeah. And
1: you've seen how they're doing on Saturday. A lot of them are doing their live feeds on Facebook. I know yeah. Landsharks has a lot of fun doing it as well.
2: I had every intention this year of posting a bunch of Halloween videos to the Tuck and Douglas Halloween pages, but then I took on the job as the clerk and had to learn to run an election right quick. So that, mm-hmm. that occupied all that time that I would have spent doing that, but right. maybe throughout right. the so year.
3: Always so busy. I do
2: tend to keep a lot of irons <laughs> in the
3: fire.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think businesses have just done a wonderful, wonderful job adapting to and changing and rolling with, I mean, all of the businesses in our in our little area, um, especially coming from a small town, kind of sometimes that you know, but they deserve they all deserve a huge shout out.
2: You know who else deserves a big shout out? Because um, when I was at the chamber, I know one of the things that we spent just hellacious amounts of time doing was going through all of the PPP loans and all that kind of oh yes resources and stuff. You know who did that for Soga Talk? Who? You, you did, you did that. You worked really hard to get information out to the businesses and get resources. And you deserve a big pat on the back cool. for that, Gregory, because absolutely, you really, absolutely, I might not have been in Saugatuck with the small businesses, but I know how much you helped them. And that was really, you're very selfless. We're always thinking
1: of new ideas to help. You yeah. know, um, we try everything.
2: Well, tip of the hat to you, friend. Oh, so, well, thank you. Thank you. You did thank a nice you. job.
1: Well, I appreciate that. I enjoy serving the community as well. Um, So, let's see, anything else you'd like to discuss with us? Anything else new in Douglas or what's going on?
3: I don't, I mean, I don't think there's a lot of new, uh, Coastal Society has their igloos out so you can uh, stay warm and safe while being outside and they offer drinking and shopping (laughs) together, which is a fantastic combination. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh, Matt Ballmer is coming up with new specials all the time for EPC um, and he's doing takeout and takeout cocktails. Uh, which look fantastic. Um,
1: and Dave, over at um, the Back Alley.
3: Ah, uh, love Back Alley. Yeah. They're always doing something for the community, giving back to Sylvia's Place or, you know, whatever. Um, they're just mm-hmm. a great group of people, and they probably have my favorite pizza for sure.
1: Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah. What what's your favorite?
3: Um, just just pepperoni and cheese. I'm really basic girl, <laughs> but they're you know their their dough is made from scratch. Their breadsticks are made from scratch. They uh-huh. they do a nice job over there.
1: Do you no Do you and Tino when it when it gets snowy in January? I like to ask everybody what they like to do in the middle of winter. Do you do you go snowshoeing? Do you go skiing? Do you hike?
3: Um, I am usually out with my camera on Lake Michigan. Sometimes you will find me belly first. On I was gonna the say snow, lying down in the snow. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, but no, I you know I'm not uh, I'm not a very big person, so I get cold very quickly. So I tend to just stay indoors and well, wrap up.
2: Well, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know if you're eating enough if you're cooking because you look like you should be fatter. If you're gonna eat, I mean, all that stuff looks so good. I don't know how you stay so slim and trim.
3: Well, we but, use all real ingredients, and so it's very healthy. So it's actually good for you at the same time as tasting good. You don't
2: think it's that you run at 9,000% all the time that keeps you so skinny? It you know, eh,
3: could be it. could be could it. Be it. Yeah, but be do you do it. anything?
1: Because honestly, when you're not working, she's on Facebook all the time Oh, she's with nonstop. Pictures. She's nonstop. Yeah. I mean, she's always got her camera. Yep. yep. She'll drive out, and, and I'm like, where are you? There'll yep. be this huge open field. Like, I don't know. How'd you get there? Yeah. You were just here. And, but uh, you did a picture, you took a picture of a volcano last year. ice volcano, Ice volcano, that is. And
3: uh, News Channel 3 came down and actually met me down at uh, Oval Beach. Last winter. Yep, last winter and talked to me and so kind of showed them around a little bit. But um, the lakeshore is beautiful. Even people who live, like I live in Hamilton now, but... Um, when I lived here, um, I, I lived a mile from the beach and it was just such a wonderful thing because yeah. it looks different every day of the year, whether it's spring, summer, or winter. It is absolutely yep. beautiful. And so I feel like people who maybe live even in Holland or Grand Rapids or, you know, whatever, they don't get to come to the lakeshore very often. And it's, it's such a, a place of peace. Mm-hmm. So I feel mm-hmm. like taking those pictures and being able to share it with other people maybe hopefully will give them that sense of peace as well, mm-hmm. just to try and share it with others okay all right
1: well thanks for being on the show i want
3: to ask
1: you where do we find out about bistro 44 again i'm going to ask you again
3: so you can you can go on facebook we Uh have facebook page bistro 44 um you can email us at bistro 44 restaurant at gmail.com or you can call me seven days a week at 616-836-1374
1: and are you usually at bracket and
3: company I am in town every day. Um, we're working out of Saugtuck Douglas Community Church right now for right. their kitchen. They have a so great kitchen. They, they do. have a wonderful mm-hmm. kitchen. Um, they have like six ovens, yep. which is my dream. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so I am there s- five days a week during the week, and then I'm at Bracket for the weekend. So I'm in town seven days a week. So you can get food. You can come shopping, whatever. So okay. you've got some
2: take-and-bake options, though, too, for people.
3: Yep. So everything's already made. You just have to warm it yep. up, um, and we try to make that as easy as possible. The containers that we uh, give you your food in can go right in your microwave if that's the way to do it. Otherwise, yeah, slip it, slip it in a pan and slip it in your oven for just a few minutes, and Perfect. you're good to go. And if I
1: want to find your photography, I would go to...
3: You could go to Picture My View Photography. By
1: Heather Reyes. By
3: Heather Reyes. Now, do you still have some of your photography at your mom's shop across the street? I don't. No. I don't. Um, I don't even have any in my own shop. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, you know, I just... It's work to prepare all that stuff to sell. It, it takes is, a lot of time. It is. Um, and, you know, if it doesn't sell, I, I'm okay with not selling my work. As, you know, if it brings people joy on Facebook, I, that, I'm okay with that. I just love taking pictures. I yeah. love experiencing the beauty. So...
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I want to thank you for coming on and being with us. I really appreciate it. Heather Rays from Brackett & Company, Bistro 44, Douglas DDA, photographer for Sadaba, City of Douglas, also the Douglas Police Department. And all-around fun gal, we look forward to. Hey, if any of our neighbors are listening and you want to join in on her little Christmas carol, yes,
3: please come caroling with us. It's going to be so. On much the twenty-first,
1: you're going to find us. We'll be in wacky costumes yes. throughout. Bring, bring a mask. Be, we're, we're all, all going to be safe. Now, have but
2: you got like a Facebook event or something people can gonna go bring a little. So we, we
3: posted it on I Will Create Event this afternoon. That's a great idea. Um, we posted it on Sarcatech Douglas <laughs> Get the informed, old town, Uncensored. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. Um, um, and just kind of to see what interest was out there. There seems to be some interest. I keep getting messages overnight. I was getting messages too. So... I will create events. Fantastic. Um, and we would love to have as many people join us as possible.
1: It'd be a lot of fun. It will be lot I fun. think we should walk across the bridge to Douglas.
3: Absolutely. I always
1: I think that parades should do that.
3: I agree. And it's such a beautiful view with the chicken and the Walk across the bridge star. and be in both towns. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming, yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate me. you, Heather Rays of Brackett and Company, Bistro 44. Check her out. Check out her buns. <laughs>
0: And uh, they really They're do hot look fresh. Good. Hot
1: and fresh. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming on, Heather. And uh, thanks for listening in. Thank you, charming Saugatuck Reynolds, the Inner Urban Transit Authority, back to the Fuchsia Flower Shop and Mill Realty. You're listening to Saugatuck on Sunday on 927 The Van and 927TheBand.com. We'll be right back.
0: Good morning and welcome to Saugatuck on Sunday with your host Gregory Muncy on the Lakeshore's 92.7 The Van. Gregory talks with area business owners, civic leaders, as well as other folks in the region to find out what's happening in the Saugatuck Douglas area. Saugatuck on Sunday is being brought to you by Charming Saugatuck Rentals, The Interurban, Back to the Fuchsia, and Millpond Realty. And now Gregory Muncy with Saugatuck on Sunday on the Lakeshore's 92.7 The Van.
1: Good morning. We're back, and it is so pretty outside. It's been snowing. We're looking down Butler Street here in beautiful downtown Saugatuck. Grab another cup of coffee. Thanks for joining us. And I uh, want to thank our sponsors, Charming Saugatuck Rentals, the Interurban Transit Authority, back to the Fuchsia Flower Shop and Mill Pond Realty. We appreciate our sponsors, and we appreciate Chad Cashman, our producer there, lining everything up for us. And also, I have a special little helper here cj badgerak like to give him a little thank you as he's been cueing in our bumper music and our disco music and it's going to be time to bring that disco ball down i've been talking with aaron heather rays uh was just here from bistro 44 aaron wilkinson here with me and i appreciate you being my co-host kind of glazed over eyes still a little bit because it's still too early i'm still trying to wake her up in between the (laughs) commercials um i've got the water out, water bottle on her and uh and i'm putting ice on her. a couple of
2: little toothpicks propped in my eyes to keep right them propped in your eyes
1: correct <laughs> <laughs> but we like to wake up for folks that don't like to wake up you could of course go to 92.7 the com and listen to us anytime you want we've got our podcast will be right there and, um, well, we've got another special guest we were telling you about uh, these trails that are being created. This guy's we went, all over the place. This is really cool. And um, <laughs> But let's get the disco ball down, and let's get that runway lit. He's uh, uh, spent a 10-year resident here in Saugatuck, and he's got roots all the way back to the 1800s. Interesting guy, interesting story I've got to share with you. John Vanderbeek. Welcome to Saga Tuck on Sunday. Thanks for stopping Hello by. Hello,
4: everyone. It's good to be here. You guys are awesome. I love this show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. You are, you are quite a character.
4: I, I, I have an unusual career. And, uh, and because of my career... I, I basically see things that aren't there. I know that sounds kind of crazy until I explain what that means, but <laughs> but as a as a professional toy inventor, I'm constantly inventing new mechanisms uh, to delight young children all over the world. And uh, around here for uh, for trails, I imagine things that aren't here as well. Yeah. and I, you could call me a trail
1: inventor. Trail inventor. I remember when I first met you, uh, I was at Phil's. And I was working at Del Sol at the time. That was when Mike Carey, before I owned it, it was when uh, Mike Carey owned it. And, uh, Mike, and
4: Mike was a good guy. Yeah, I great guy. I haven't seen him in a couple of years.
1: Yeah. He still lives in Douglas. Okay. And, and he's still – Hey, uh, Mike. Fixing. Hi, Mike, if he's listening. up there. He's, um, uh, he's still the perfect little handyman. He's always working on projects. I saw him – this uh, he's always talking me into projects. Yeah. Um, and I saw him working uh, over at uh, Edward Gilpin's house and, uh, okay. over there on Center Street. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's so. a great great town. Yeah. We all know each other. Yeah, it really is. And I remember first meeting you and I found out that you are, like you said, you're a toy inventor. I think that is so cool. I think that's so cool too. I when would I found love to that, have that out, job. I was like, you've We've got, got toy inventors that live inside. You've of that. got the kind of job where everybody <laughs> wishes I could do that, you know? Yeah.
4: It, it is fun. I, I, I live in a machine shop. I, I build stuff that I dream up. I do like a new flipping Spider-Man or jumping RC car all the time or a Barbie fashion play or a hair <laughs> play. You name it. Uh, the toy industry is a good home for a creative person like me.
1: What's it like to walk through a store, a toy store, and say, oh, I did that?
4: Oh, it's cool, but what's what's neat in in the toy inventing community, we all appreciate each other. It's a comp, it's a competitive business, uh-huh. but, but I look at something and I'm like, oh, that's Steve's Steve Casinos invention right there. <laughs> oh, there, that's uh, Robert Schwartzman's invention, and <laughs> I know all the guys that did did the stuff, and it's right. really neat to to see it. And I put on my X-ray vision goggles and I try to look at how they really work inside. If you know <laughs> what I mean.
2: <laughs> oh, right. Sounds so, like the puppeteers. all the puppeteers. That- so,
4: yeah, me going into the into the toy aisle, I'm looking at things, imagining, well, how's that work inside? How many motors are in there? Mm-hmm. What, what kind of electronics is running that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. You've got how many kids? I have three little girls. Ooh, yeah. oh,
1: d- oh, a house full of girls! Cute little girls. I And eleven,
4: and they're listening. in. hey, Ella, Annika, and Hannah. Hi, Hi girls. girls. Hi,
2: girls.
1: I think I've blown
4: bubbles with them before. You're known as the bubble guy. <laughs> we have many <laughs> over many at music years. in the park. Yeah, my kids grew up going to music in the park, and that's, of course, on along the river here. Uh-huh. Uh, you host uh, music on the park in the gazebo over there for years. It's a
1: great event. I love it's, it. it. It's,
4: it's fantastic. Uh, so, we're looking
1: forward to it uh, yeah. this year, so or next you, year. I so if think.
2: you're the bubble guy, does that make me the LED cotton candy girl? I think yes.
1: so. No, right. you're just the Halloween yeah. princess. You're the... Yeah. You know, I Queen hate to of, say,
2: Queen of Halloween. Queen of Halloween.
1: I guess that's all I can say about you. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody knows that. I mean anybody that's been to that parade. It's you know, very, almost I, I everybody bleed West Halloween.
2: Michigan. I kinda bleed Halloween. There's no there's no two ways about it.
1: Right. Right. And then you've got a wife and she is very talented. She's a fireball
2: too. She makes yeah.
1: cookies. Banana Split Cookie Co.
4: check it out on Facebook. Oh. These cookies are uh,
1: you should see
2: what they look like. I've not had her cookies yet. She's an yet.
4: artist, a graphic designer. They're incredible. Um, her and I started our company Sweet Spot Studio together. Yep, yep. If you want to check it out sweetspotstudiodesign.com. Um and 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 she's yeah, she's talented. I'm lucky. We're a good match. We met when we were 18. We've been together longer than we haven't.
2: Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. I met you guys, I think I've, I've met you at, at events over the years, but the first time I think I probably got to know you a little bit was at CPR class at the fire department.
4: Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. that was. I need a refresher course. My, my I don't know if I, I trust had... myself saving a life right <laughs> yeah. now. I, I, <laughs> that was eight years ago? Was it eight years I think, ago? Well, you know what? It was no. six years ago because my parents were here. I moved really? my parents up here after I moved here. And they sold their house in Germantown, Ohio and and bought a place across the street for nice. me. and and, and when they moved here.
1: Thanks. So so tell me something. You live over in uh, the other side of the uh, harbor here, right? I,
4: I, I'm You're lucky enough ship? to have a few properties in Saugatuck. I spend our full time living over near Clearbrook Golf Course okay. in one of those neighborhoods back there. It's real nice back there for families because it's year-round mm-hmm. along the beach here in Saugatuck. There's, there's not a lot of people in the winter, and the kids could get lonely. So, I have a place about a quarter mile from the beach in the middle of the woods. And right. There for, for weekends or weeks, uh-huh. and
1: just have a nice time. So, is that where you started getting into these trails? What, what prompted that?
4: Oh you, well, what prompted? That's a good uh, question. Uh, looking
1: for the trails. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Your uh, trails program. So sure. But, uh, years
4: ago, uh, after moving here, it was a bit of an adjustment from New York City to here, and, uh, and I loved it. And it was it was something that we chose. We we picked this town and moved here, uh-huh. and uh, and and I and I started to feel real, real kind of funny, almost depressed, and and I started going out on hikes, and it was a healing experience for me it was about exercise it was about nature and i just started to discover all the trails in the peninsula which is the peninsula is over on the other side of the river between the beach and the river Mm -hmm. across from downtown saugatuck if you look across the river you see the peninsula and it's full 425 acres of conservation
1: Mm -hmm. and i started to get to know that and it healed me within a few months yeah it's beautiful out there oh it really is and you know that's what i like about the winter as well i'm the same way i'll bundle up and go and go for hikes and but i don't do this i'm i'm just a regular i've got one path that i do <laughs> i see i'll walk from downtown saugatuck all the way to uh mount baldhead in the winter all bundled up That's sometimes i'll walk. do the lake shore walk around campbell and then I, I, but i just stick on the roads like i oh you're trails, missing out. you're
2: missing out the trails are beautiful i'm excited about this winter i'm going to investigate
1: these trails
2: they're gorgeous i'll and go with you
4: he, he's he got these maps here, and we'll talk about that. Yeah, there's a lot of existing trails. I learned about all the trails over the last several years, and I started to map some of them just because there's not a lot of trail maps around here. A lot of the trails aren't used much. They're trails that yep. have been used since the 1800s. Some of them are even old uh, Native American trails. Holland Street was an old Native American yep. trail. Yeah. the interurban. Right, yeah. Went
1: right through there. So- no.
4: You said you had roots here
1: in the eighteen hundreds. What does that mean?
4: Well, that means I thought I was coming to a strange new town, but I did have uh, my my dad's first cousin lives here. His name's Al Vanderbeek. He's built docks here for many years. Oh. Um and uh and and so skip a generation. Uh-huh. My family I have great 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 grandparents in Zealand buried in that cemetery over there. Oh and, wow. And so my, my grandmother's maiden name was Tarhar. When I moved here, I got into my neighborhood. One of the neighbors' maiden name, Terhar, turns out we have the same uh, second great grandfather. How funny. And so there's second cousins, third cousins all, the, all around here. How cool it's, They it's, have that it's, connection it's, that you didn't
1: and, know you had. And there's
4: even some Vanderbeeks over in, in a couple towns over that are, uh, you know, my dad's first cousins, uh, kids, and grandkids. And I, I don't know them too well, but there's, you know, skip a generation, we're related to a lot of people. I grew up never being, having stepped foot in this town. Uh-huh.
2: I didn't realize Al was your uncle. Did you say?
4: A cousin. cousin, He's My dad's first cousin. Yeah. And then his his son, Matt Vanderbeek, uh, won Super Bowl championship yep, with yep. the uh, Dallas Cowboys. And he's a really really nice guy. I didn't know him until until he was over here visiting, and 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 we got to know each other too. And his, and his brother is a really good guy, too. He's Chad. He's Texas. Right? Chad. Yeah, yeah Chad guy. is a good guy. He, yeah. used
2: to, he used to live here. We used to be good friends. Yeah, so I just love not it. As soon as
4: known. I moved to I didn't know anybody. Then I, now I feel like I know everybody and I'm related. Doesn't take long. So doesn't take too long. <laughs> they call it Dutch Bingo or something. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> my, yeah. my last name, Vanderbeek, it's a very Dutch name. So I do feel like I'm kind of up to my roots again here. Right.
1: Here. Unless you're staying inside all the time and you never go outside. Um, yeah, yeah. You pretty much, it doesn't take... Take long before you get to know everybody. But I,
4: yeah, I love going outside all the time. I take my lunch breaks. I work very hard in my invention studio every day, but I take three-hour lunch breaks every day. Nice. And so that's when I get a chance to run. I run trails. I hike trails. I sled down trails. Uh, it's however I can enjoy those woods.
2: All right. Now here's what I really want to know. So when I was a kid, my parents used to run the Oval Beach. The drugstore ran it for a couple summers. And they had these huge inner tubes that we used to rent. Have you ever taken an inner tube down a sand dune in the wintertime? Because if not, you are missing out on some I, serious. I tell you volume.
4: what, uh, challenge accepted. I will this oh, it's winter. Fun. My wife oh, last fun. year for Christmas uh, got me a sled that can handle going to the back of Mount Baldhead where you get about wow. 35 to 40 miles an hour.
2: Yeah, don't hit a tree though, okay?
4: Well, it has steering. Good. So I wouldn't do the tube down Baldhead, yeah, but I, I would do it down it. one of those bowls where yeah. we sled by Oval Beach. It's perfect you, in that bowl. If you ever want to go sled riding, just go over to the Oval Beach parking lot in the winter. Yeah. There's a great dune right there.
1: So you came to this uh, the city about a month ago, was it? A few weeks ago. Yeah, just recently. About a trail master plan. Yeah. And first of all, where are these trails to begin with that they're already they're pretty, pretty extensively, a lot more than I knew about? So
4: so there's there's a, a significant amount of trails, and there's also a significant amount of conservation here. As you know, we have Saugatuck uh, State Park that's 1,000 acres to the north of the river, and we have 425 acres that we were describing over in the peninsula. That's Talmadge Woods, Baldhead, Head, et cetera. So there's lots of trails already. But here in Saugatuck, we have lots more woods. You know, I mentioned the 1,500 acres already. Right. Well, we have lots of untouched woods, and we also have lots of development happening. Uh Uh-huh. I think over the next 10 years, you'll find that there won't be any more 50-acre plots of natural wooded land. And that started to make me realize some urgency in trying to work with how we do land use in Saugatuck, Saugatuck Township, and Douglas. Mm -hmm. And so I started to look around, and I realized connections between points. A lot of these specific trail ideas, I can't get too specific because we're working with private landowners, and it's kind of, um, you know, we can't really promote and have people walk into private properties and stuff. So I started to propose. My first proposal of this idea that I've been dreaming up for a year and a half, two years, um, was to the, uh, the Saugatuck Township Parks Commission. And that's something that... You know, the Township has its government, but years ago, Patty Burkholz, who was pretty much the person who made State Park happen, mm-hmm. she set the township up with a parks commission because she had the vision. She knows in township, they don't have a lot of money, like, like downtown Saugatuck or Douglas, to be able to buy another piece of land and whatnot. But they but she set up this commission to have influence.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Not a lot of budget, 20000 a year. Yeah. That's all they have. And and so I pitched to them this TrailMaster plan. What if we did this? What if we had a, a connected this spot to this? What if we tried to buy this five-acre land there? What if we tried? And and basically, I have a, I have an eleven-point plan that I pitched them, and uh, and and I wanted them to I wanted them to be on board. So one sure. particular property I can talk about is you're all familiar with the dog park. Yes. It's out uh, on 134th Street on the other side of 196 Highway. Right. And uh, it's on a a township property that nobody's allowed to really access. It's about 80 acres. Dog park, I don't know how many acres. It's a few acres. It's just a dog park. But Mm -hmm. it's on 80 acres. And across from that, there's another 170 acres of downtown Saugatuck land. Oh, okay. And I said, well, gee, we could have a trail through here. We don't have to set up a park. The township doesn't have money to set up a park to – you know, we'd have to have a millage. It's it's a lot of it, money becomes a problem right away with all these things. Sure. And so they passed a – so I had the Parks Commission meeting. That got a lot of support. Then I had a township meeting and proposed the same ideas. But they passed a resolution to allow me to start to explore their property that other people can't trespass into, obviously. Uh-huh. And then and it actually connects to this other 170 acres that's along Silver Creek. Silver Creek runs all the way down – to the Kalamazoo River where Silver Lake is. You may have, have you know, had kids uh, tubing on Silver right. Lake.
1: Yeah. There's a bunch of lake Oh, out I've gone there. tubing on Silver Lake. So
4: you can actually uh, – you can't do it now, but someday you can actually walk from Wade's Preserve on the top of Silver Creek to Dog Park. And that's one of our trail that's ideas. Cool. Now, listeners, please don't go trying to walk. this. <laughs> I'm I'm
1: only allowed to go in there and start planning right now. So that's now. just a plan you're talking about. It's that's not a something plan that is. Where are the trails? Where are trails at now? I mean, where can I go for a, a walk uh, at a well, trail that I might not know?
4: Wade's Preserve. I don't know any at of the these trails. Is the top of are. Silver Creek? If you go down Old Allegan and and take a ride on, is it 62nd Street? Uh-huh. Oh, you're looking at me um, like I would know street yeah, names. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm not good at the street names either. But I believe it's 62nd on the right. Look it up on a map. Oh, that Wade's is 60, yeah.
1: Yeah, that is 60 seconds. Yeah,
4: so there's there's the a nature preserve, preserve there's, there. There's it kind of feels like maybe you're not supposed to be there cause That's what I always think when it. I go by there. Park there where the sign is. Okay. they want you to and right. walk the loop. There's a, there's a little map.
1: It's on and your keep, right-hand side off of Alec, Old Allegan. You yeah, turn you go right down old and just a, not even half a mile on your right-hand side, right? right. So
4: yeah. if so so my Trailmaster plan, if you go to www.trailmasterplan.com, we're we're trying this is a very fresh new thing okay? idea we're not we're not that established yet but right if you look there you'll be able to find two things existing parks conservations and trails uh-huh. and then future proposed parks trails because in order for the trail master plan to work we have to educate the people what we already have uh-huh right so you have before you get to the wades preserve you have river bluff park and that's over on the right right when you pull off a blue star.
1: That's right. And That's don't just used stop to have at the parking
4: park. or... lot. You think it's just this highway side park with a bunch of noise. I've read the reviews. They talk about highway noise. Walk down the hill to the river. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Walk those trails. Uh-huh. So there's another trail you can try out. Okay. And, of course, there's a lot more if you just go to the website and click trails. uh uh-huh. And click existing trails. And you can look at all the trails. We've been we've been doing GPS uh trail mapping, me and some volunteers. Chris Clark is, is a is a guy in Saugatuck Township that's helping a lot. Uh Betsy York and Douglas is helping out a lot.
1: She's so, from the Saugatuck Douglas Art Club. She's a good that's egg. Right. Yeah she, she is she is
2: a good egg.
4: Well she's a fantastic asset to to my effort. She's you know, I asked her early on, I said, Listen, I want you to be critical. I want you to, you know, Sure. Beat me. me up. Yeah. She's yeah. had yeah, she's had some, some history with uh, some fundraising. She's, yeah, she's I appreciate that too. Advice. When I'm working on I projects. have a history in, in toy inventing and science. I I have a science. I have a bachelor's of science. So, uh-huh. um, so, so this I'm interested in geology. Right. The geology. Imagine Saugatuck without any any streets and houses and buildings. That's what I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to understand the geology here, the mm. geography, the where the where the creeks run. There's right. Tannery Creek through through Douglas. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be great if we start to work on trails through Tannery Creek, through Silver Creek, through uh-huh. Goshorn Creek? Yeah. We already have Peterson's Preserve. There's trails over right. there. Right. I know those. From here.
1: Yeah. But they only go so far, right? They only
4: go so far now. Right. But Goshorn Creek runs into it, and it goes across near the cemetery, and then right. it goes across the street. The creek runs through. I've talked to some landowners up there that are open to ideas of having – a passageway through their property. So where we can't afford, say, buying the 30 acres that's behind the gun store that's for sale right now for $4 million, I might be, someday we will be able to. I'm at the beginning. Ten years from now, I'm sure I'll have all the experience I need to try to get a 30-acre plot of land. But right now, what we want to do is ask, well, what about if you give us 50 feet along the highway and we create a trail that goes all the way around? It sounds kind of crazy to have a trail around a highway with all that noise, but those are woods that when people drive through Saugatuck and they see Saugatuck, there's woods along the highway that could be buildings and they will be buildings
0: yeah right. what if
4: we preserved it not only for conservation but for access
1: for oh, trails right right so if i go to the website at trailmasterplan.com i'll see trails that i can walk on that are available that's right uh-huh and
4: then if you and, and if you're uh, Uh, local and and you have insights we we want your ideas if you have neighbors that have big chunks of land that there's already a trail through there and and there are a lot of people around here that have neighbors with 20 acres and 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 they're allowed to use their little hiking trail along the river or whatever let's let's try to make these official they get tax write-offs it's financially beneficial for these donors so I need your help I need your help to help me find new opportunities, new landowners that are willing to work with us. And I work with 501c organizations that can provide tax receipts. I I'm instead of having my own 501c I'm working with the township, the city, the town of, of Douglas, the, mm-hmm. the outdoor Discovery Center, the Land Conservancy of West Michigan, then the Michigan uh, Nature Organization that that runs the Wade's Preserve, right? It's whoever I can work with. i The most it, important yeah. thing is the landowner. The land. All I need is a 501c and a, or a, or a township or a town and a
1: landowner. So if I'm listening right now and I'm either a property owner or I've got a big checkbook and I'm wondering what to do with some money, you know, um, uh, how do I how do I help or, well, or volunteer or yeah? So we're
4: we're we are looking for. For financial help, because we have ideas that are a little over our head. We have ideas that we're executing right now because they're low-hanging h- fruit. I'm working on my first few easements right now with private landowners, and we've raised the money. Thank you, people, for for funding the GoFundMe page we have with the ODC. Because Is that still just, up? Or uh, It's still up. You could get it uh, at our website, and that supports some of these trail easements that I'm working on with them. Um, if there's a bigger, if there's a bigger donor that, you know, we're talking about legal expenses, a couple thousand dollars to help the landowners so they don't have to spend. Money yeah, if you legal, had a
1: blank check to spend on anything.
4: I, I would buy up, um, I would buy up all the remaining large tracts of land in, in the area. Um, it cost us, uh, t- $20 million to buy the Harbor Shore North area north of Oval Beach, between Oval Beach and the river, $20 million, $10 million, a little more than $10 million was from DNR, and the rest was tied together with private donors and the city and right. et cetera. So, so the uh, that's a lot of money. With that same amount of money, we could actually buy the rest of the woods in our whole area, which wow. is kind of amazing, because what could you do with that? I'm not saying we should just conserve everything. I have no problem with developers. Right. We need a, a healthy balance. Sure. But if, but that's what my dream would be. It's just buy the rest. Let's yeah. conserve all of it. I'm only working it, on trails because I can't conserve all of it.
2: it. It's hard to quantify the value that undeveloped space brings to our community, but it is substantial. It's what we all love. I mean, when I <clears> – <throat> pardon me. When I lived in Chicago, I couldn't wait to get back to – Hiking in the dunes here because just exactly what you said—it's so healing mm-hmm. to have and that space. Driving
4: through the farmland, the undeveloped, the non-parks. I love driving mm-hmm. down Old Algon and noticing all the woods. But we all notice how much that's going away. Yeah, mm-hmm. I give it ten years, guys. If you like your country drives the way they are with the woods and everything, ten years—it'll all
2: yeah. be different. Yeah, it's just We've land seen... is starting to sell very quickly around that's here. That's right. What we have of seen quite an, an, an increase the cities. in in. Yeah.
1: Uh, and building, and uh, we've and, already
4: seen it since I moved here ten years ago. It started. Um, it started you know, thirty years before that with gentrification. Sure. And now it's happening again with COVID.
1: Mm-hmm. And, sure. And
4: now everybody wants to. Move and it's here. really about balance.
1: It's not about buying everything up and making everything natural. Right. You know, you've got to have development. You That's really right. want to grow. You know. Well, uh, I, I'd got... like to
4: point out a case study of a couple developments that people should feel good about. Um, the Presbyterian camp, it's heartbreaking to see all that beachfront, all those walls go up and, and uh, on the beach and block walks. And, and I hear a lot of talk locally about that. But look at that uh, 100 and I think it was 70 acres and 130 acres of it was preserved forever. Mm-hmm. And it might not be public. That's right. south of the 425 acres of Oval Beach and Bald Head and Talmage Woods. But that's another 125 acres of Habitat that those developers did and hey I would rather it be all natural but they they saved most of it and we have to give them credit for that any development that goes in should be done like that
2: well and you also have to think about the other side of it is that's a heck of a tax base for the city
1: yeah that's, that's right. for sure
2: and not only You've that got have the that developer
4: balance. spent ten
1: million dollars and that tax yeah. base helps fix the roads yeah. and it helps yeah. pay for Christmas lights and if, if, yeah, lots of things like that, yeah. If we want developers so to... Like you said, I like the word you use, balance. Balance, yeah. Um, that's because right. that's really what it's about. And and it's not all one way, not all the other way, but just finding that perfect balance. And, and right now we have the North Shore development,
4: the old Denison property, which was originally 600-some acres. And, and luckily we bought the southern part of it. and But yet there's still a river cluster there, and there's still the... Uh, there's a along the river. There's the Pines Camp. What is it called? Pine
2: Trail Camp. Pine, Pine Trail, Trail. Pine yep.
4: Trail Camp. It's it's at least five acres, but they have an option on that, so it'll be developed.
2: Yeah. And mm-hmm.
4: I so I would call on local residents. Let's try to negotiate with the Padnos family. Let's try to save some of that river. I know there's efforts to stop the harbor. I don't know if that'll really happen. Who knows? But let's look at what's not developed and planned for already, and try to work with them. Right, I totally agree.
1: Well, John, thanks for coming on the show.
4: Yeah, thank you. Um, anything else great. you'd
1: like to share with us? Well, about your trails, man. I'm just—I'm
4: play- a, a big fan of you <laughs> and and your energy, and uh, and this is a fantastic fit. And so to bring me in at the beginning of what you're starting, I really appreciate that.
1: Well, I appreciate having you. Um, what's your plans for Christmas? Are you going to spend it in your little house over there by the? I might, yeah, I'm tucked in the woods uh, down there, and I Sometimes love it. I'll invite friends actually, over for a little, you know, uh, uh, barbecues, or uh, they'll have a fire pit, and uh, I'm always tempted to go, but I'm usually doing something else.
4: That was, that was my dream come true. Hiking these trails, I always thought, man, if I could own just a little piece of that valley for a tiny little house, and that's what I got, my lot's nice. only 50 feet, but <laughs> it's all I need, because yeah. it's, it's right in the conservation um,
2: well, thank you for all you do in the community—not yeah. just the trail map, but all the other projects that you get involved oh, in. I, I know you're behind a lot of things. Yeah, you I started involved
4: a, a, a lot. I started a steam camp with kids years ago, and, and I had to put that aside for this because this is this goes back to a childhood dream. I wanted to always do something about the environment, deforestation, recycling, sustainability. This is our moment, guys. If you want to help, check out at Trailmaster Camp uh, at Trailmaster Plan at Facebook. And trailmasterplan.com. Uh,
1: yep, yeah. trailmasterplan.com. Thank you, Don Vanderbeek. We've got a cut for a commercial break. That was John Vanderbeek with the Trailmaster Plan of Zogatuck and Douglas. Get out there and go hiking. Check out those trails. We'll be back with right? James Groen from the Butler Pantry. Hi talk about some cooking ideas and things for gift ideas, you're listening to Tuck on Sunday on 92.7 The Van and 927thevan.com. We'll be right back. Good morning, Tuck. We're downtown live, no. high above land sharks. And I want to welcome Erin Wilkinson. She's been my co-host throughout our show, and we just talked to John Vanderbeek. Found out a lot about the trails.
2: He's been busy. He has been busy. He's been all over this town, finding all those trails and exploring property.
1: It's funny. I've he's had hard. Uh, I've had lunch with John in town, and and uh, I've watched him on all the the meetings, and I always find out more. Yeah. You yeah. Know, he and his wife are both. He really is fascinating he's, people. Great, great fit for the community mm-hmm, since absolutely. he's lived here. It really is. And um, so so um, it is absolutely beautiful outside. It is.
2: I, I have to be honest. I kind of want to streak out of here and get my camera and take a picture over your shoulder right now because the trees are covered in snow. And then the sky is just – the sun is just starting to poke out. So down Butler Street, it's kind of – A pink sky, and then over your shoulder, it's like a dark kind of blue gray—that winter sky. I love it.
1: It is so pretty, and And it's really the first time the trees have been coated like that. We had a little dusting, but it just wasn't as pretty. It's just absolutely perfect. Uh, You know, there's today, yesterday, and today. The Garden Guardian Brewing is having their a virtual winter artesian market over there. And it's between uh, 12 and 8 p.m. All you got to do is swing by the brewery on your way to dine outside or order your goods via their online system. And you can either pick them up or have them delivered. Um, They've got like a pop-up shop there with lots of gifts and uh, lots of local artists like Riverbend Outpost, My Lovely Muse, Flying Trout Work Studio. There's a lot of art as a lifestyle. Annie did it. There's a lot of them. That are there, and we want you to support local and uh, think about Christmas shopping. It started yesterday. They did it throughout the afternoon till six p.m., and they'll also be doing it today as well. And Guardian uh, is located over at 3657 63rd Street Sagatuck. Just go over the highway, and they're on your left hand side when you're coming from Sagatuck. And you'll see them right by Belvedere, where the Red Barn used to be, the old Red Barn Theater. Do you remember that, Aaron Red Barn?
2: Of course, I remember the Red Barn.
1: They put on some really cool productions there. Yes, there my mom was years.
2: in uh, stepping out there. It mm-hmm. was hilarious. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. I remember taking my mom to see the Judy Show there. Do mm-hmm. you remember Michael yes, Holmes? My, of
2: course, I remember Michael Holmes. <laughs> Michael, who doesn't know Michael Holmes and love Hilarious. Him?
1: And I wonder what my mom would think of it. i I've never I bet taken. She loved it. Taking my mom to a drag show. So I she I just, loved it, though, didn't she? She absolutely He's loved fabulous. it. He's yeah. fabulous. He puts on a heck of a show. And, of course, he had to point her out and have fun with her. Yeah, well, yeah. Or there, because, yeah. So um, lo- we've got another special guest. This is our 830 hour. It's supposed to be a high of about 37. They said mix of snow and sun and rain and chance of this and a chance of that. But I want to get that disco ball down. And get that runway lit because we've got our next guest and he's working the runway oh my gosh look at him swing those hips <laughs> i can't get over let's yeah. give a big round of applause for jim growing yeah. i'm sorry
5: morning. good morning gregory <laughs> and,
1: and i'm sorry i mispronounced your name
5: that's okay you know, How do you pronounce people it? people always have problems with that when we were kids and we went out to eat we used the name baker Oh
1: right. It's Gowran so,
5: because no one could get that wrong. <laughs> it's Gowran Gowran. Gowran, Gowran. Gowran. It's Gowran. Yeah. Gowran. It's an Irish name. There's a town in in near Kilkenny, Ireland with our last name. There's a Gowran pharmacy, Gowran Abbey.
1: Oh really? Where's that?
5: In Gowran, Ireland.
1: Gow- Gowran,
2: Ireland. Well, you know, as Aaron That's Kelly, right. I can appreciate yes. that. I was born on St. Patrick's Day. Oh wow. Best birthday there be is. I'm very jealous. Oh, it's
1: a good birthday. Yeah. Jim, you work at the Butler Pantry. I do work at
5: the
2: Butler Pantry.
1: Good job. And boy, does he cook! Mm. I will be on Facebook at night and like scrolling through and and stalking your profile. And you've always got the most delicious dishes. You cook at home from scratch every night.
5: It's uh, well, there's some nights I take. A break. Well, I don't know.
1: If, I'm I've like, had, wow.
5: You know, fills and yeah. Well, if you're ever well, looking now, for you know, somewhere, forty-four.
1: If you're ever looking yeah, for somewhere to stay, you know, I've got, you know, an extra room here for you. I'll put uh, you up all in. And uh, you can cook for me anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Love
5: to. Now, Look you were born and raised in Detroit? I was. I am a Detroit. So I'm, I'm from the Detroit race. area, too. People ask me, like, no, really, where did you grow up? Like, right. I don't think people lived in the city of Detroit. And I did. And we all people. Detroit from Detroit public schools and, and, uh, I went to Detroit public schools and, um, uh-huh. And uh, didn't move out of there until I was about 22.
1: Get right, right. up onto that, Mike. So how I did I you
2: land in mic. sunny Saugatuck? That's a good
5: question. I actually, uh, my late partner um, knew about it and had vacationed here and, and brought me here back in 1990. Uh-huh. And uh, fell in love with it. Of course. And decided that uh, this is someplace eventually that we would want to live.
2: Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: And what did you do over there in
1: Detroit? Um,
5: I was um, I worked in retail banking. Oh, okay. So the, not the commercial part of it, not mortgages, but the retail, the the front line there with the uh, tellers and managers and and taking your deposits and withdrawals. Back in the day, it's very different now. The third of the month was the busiest day, and and this is before most people were afraid of direct deposit, and mm. and and uh, they wanted to. Uh, Uh, get their cash they're afraid of atm cards and credit cards and so uh it was a very different environment back then i walk into local banks here and people get frustrated if there's two people in line and yeah
1: (laughs) oh yeah we had 20 it was a slow day oh sure in the detroit uh, area bigger city yeah um so yeah that is true about when people say oh i'm from detroit and even growing up south of detroit there's a certain pride of Living in the city and growing up in the city. There is, especially Uh now, because it's Uh it's got a great comeback coming to it. So So what was it like growing up in the city in the
5: 70s? 70s, yeah. Mm -hmm. 70s, 80s. Um, Very different than here. Um, I drive home from work here and go by Wade's Bayou, and it looks like I'm in Mayberry. I see kids walking (laughs) with fishing poles, and you didn't see that where I was growing up right um when when we first moved here, wildlife was very new to us,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right
5: we we didn't see much but squirrels and uh so coming here, we were kind of investigating who dug that hole, what kind of animal is that, and mm-hmm. uh learned a lot about um
1: wilderness mm-hmm. you, it really well, breezy, to me it was wilderness, yeah, the city boy, but it's really breezy here, isn't it, like you know on the east side of the state, oh, yeah. You don't have that wind and, oh, and, got nice and breezes breeze the over lake. there because we're right off the mm-hmm. lake here, and uh, that that took a little getting used to as well. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so, and also, you know, getting to know the community in the Detroit area. You're driving around and you're living your life. It's very fast. It's very fast. And nobody cares about your Aunt Matilda's hangnail on her toenail <laughs> or her <laughs> or her corns. No, no.
5: Here, everyone knows what car you drive, so you know exactly, well, yep. what are you
1: doing over there? Why are, Oh, they're at the
5: dentist. What would you go to the dentist for? The right, other day? yeah, yeah. Where would you go? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. You know who's right. at the dentist and who's at the urgent care. And, sure. Yeah. It takes a
2: little getting used to to go from being kind of anonymous in a uh-huh. large city to being, know every person and every person know you in a small town.
5: But, you know, after um, our first full summer here, um, we took a day trip to Chicago and we're on Magnificent Mile. Is it Magnificent Mile? Yep, Miles? the Magnificent, magnificent? Mile. Oh, yeah. yep. And tons of people, people everywhere. And I just saw lots of people sitting alone. And, and I said to my partner, I said, you know, there's so many people here, but there's so many lonely people. Yeah. And in, in our town, you know, you stop and talk to one another and you see them in the post office and you chit chat. And, and so there is that... that that sense of although we know everything that's going on mm-hmm. you feel more
1: welcomed and connected and connected yeah yeah you ever you know what I've noticed living here is you wake up in a bad mood when I lived in Metro Detroit <laughs> in Macomb County when I wake up in a bad mood, I've never seen I'm, pretty, a bad mood. I'm pretty much stuck there the whole day I, and, I didn't know you had living, bad moods living here <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true but really living here I have, I everybody has those days so but living here you have a bad mood, you get outside, people snap you out of it yeah. like right away. Yeah. You don't have you, have you noticed that, Jim? You
5: don't to stay in that bad mood because there's always they won't somebody let there you that stay. wants to talk to you.
1: Right. Yeah. right. Right. So that, it gets
5: you out of any funk that you might have. Right, yep.
1: exactly. And I know there are many times, you know, I'll be in a bad mood and I'll pass somebody that I'm like, oh, don't talk to me, don't talk to me, don't talk to me, don't talk to me. <laughs>
5: well, I'll tell you. Sure, sure enough. They all come with their
1: gripes to you. So. I, sure I think, enough, they'll have a conversation and then all of a sudden it just takes me out of that, yeah. who I was and, and being in a bad mood. And I think the best time to be in Saga Tech
2: actually is when you're having the worst moments of your life because this community will just damn. surround you and lift yep. you up.
1: Yeah, it that does. It's amazing. So many, true. so many examples of mm-hmm. how many times that happened. I remember over. the first
2: time when my dad was the pharmacist. He had um, diverticulitis and was in the hospital for a couple of weeks, and we got no, no kidding, a foot sack of cards, mm-hmm. get well cards. That uh-huh. was the first time I really realized how supportive and loving this community is
1: yeah right now you didn't <laughs> just do bacon banking bacon you didn't just do bacon. <laughs> What's on your brain a little little <laughs> breakfast i'm hungry aren't you um uh you didn't just do banking you also ran a bed and breakfast for a while um as well and you were in the hospitality business what was it like running a bed and breakfast
5: well um when when uh, Ray first approached me about the idea of doing buying a bed and breakfast, my thought was I didn't go to college to make beds and clean toilets. <laughs> but uh, after um, being in the banking business and getting more up in the corporate part world, I really was not enjoying it. And we had bought a second home here, and just we said that we got we got to move here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we bought the Kirby house and, um,
2: no, I didn't realize uh, you had
5: the Kirby yeah, yeah,
2: uh-huh. for
5: 15 years. And, um, it's interesting running a bed and breakfast. Um, I bet it's, it's, it's hard a work. lot of work. It's such hard work. It's it, yeah. People, people would leave after breakfast and then come back about 4 or 5 and see us out by the pool and think, what a great lifestyle. Yeah. Little did they know in that six-hour period <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what work was going on. Laundry, laundry, bills, checking or, people yeah, in, yeah, yeah. cleaning rooms. And, you know, they just saw the, the yeah. I want to do this one day. Right. Yeah. And let them imagine that. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: wonderful. Of course. Just hang out at the pool all day and, yeah. Um, uh, so did you live on the premises there? We did. On the third floor. Now, that had to have been challenging.
5: You're, you're <laughs> can't, never getting away from work. No. No, you're always at work. Right. And after our first busy season, summer of 98, and that was busy, yeah. uh, I wanted to take a trip somewhere, just a few days to get away. And Ray said to me, we have our own little uh, vacation spot right here. We have a pool. Go we, take a dip in the pool. Let's just stay home and, <laughs> and put the sunshine up. Well, you know what we did? We're like, there's nobody here. We can paint the porch. We can stay in the back deck. Mm-hmm. We can get all the laundry caught up. And oh, I right. said, no, no, no. After this, every year, we're, we're going to get away because you're always at work, so mm-hmm. you're always seeing stuff that has to be done. Mm-hmm. So you made sure you took the time to
1: take a vacation. Yes. Yeah, just to get away from just it. Just to get away. Yeah, that's great. That's
5: great. So now, what brought you to the Butler Pantry? Oh, you know, um, after I closed the bed and breakfast, um, I went kind of back into the corporate world a year at Booking.com. And my first day on the job, sitting in the cubicle, I'm like, I can't do this eight mm. hours. I, I can't. Uh-huh. And uh, an opportunity opened at Lakeshore Lodging, and I was there for a couple of years, and was back in the community, which was great. Um, but I still didn't have that direct one-on-one connection with people. Yeah, and I miss that.
1: I miss retail too.
5: And so, um, in doing kind of a search for what I where I wanted to go through, through um, led me to contact with john jerome who is one of the owners at the butler pantry Mm -hmm. and he said come on in and let's talk and they were looking for somebody to be permanent full-time and Mm -hmm. um it was great it's great connection for one-on-one and when i had the bed and breakfast we really didn't meet locals we knew business people right but we didn't meet the locals our our, we dealt with with people from chicago Mm -hmm. detroit um uh, europe russia i mean we had guests from all over the world now i'm getting to know locals mm-hmm. which is really fun we're yeah. colorful and aren't we, we yes <laughs> i
0: love it i mean i know that
5: from all the parades and stuff and just just in general but um having that connection now back with locals and um one-on-one contact and yeah. it's with what i love to do yeah. which is you know cooking and eating and you're so good and, at I, it uh well thank you gregory um, I enjoy it, and I and I and key to me was to work someplace that was fun. Yeah, and we have
1: a lot of fun. Yeah, the, I know. I shop at the Butler Pantry quite a bit, and you're always able to find that little thing I'm looking for. We try to, yeah, we try to differentiate ourselves
5: from. Uh, first of all, we we really don't have any competitors in town because we don't. We have something that's very different mm-hmm. and unique. Sure, um, and it's something that is available for for everybody. Uh, kids, we got you know fun candy. Wax uh-huh. lips, right? And you do have the old-fashioned, some
1: of the old-fashioned, gummy
5: kebabs, and we've got things for my mother would have the, loved that.
1: Uh, adults and um, you know, all I like food those Walkers, items. the Walkers shortbread cookies. Those. We sell all of those I buy several of those packages.
5: So there's there's something for everybody, and we try not to carry things that you can just go into a Meyer and Walmart and get because you know why, why bother if you can get that anywhere? Sure, sure. So, and if we don't have it, you know, when people come in. They'll ask us about something and we don't just say, nah, we don't have it. We'll look. Or we don't know what it is. They'll ask my grandma used to have a certain thing and she called it this. And mm-hmm. most retail you go into, they got a they got their cell phones and you know, you think they're on social media and that. We're usually looking up something for somebody that they asked us, you know, for a certain product and see if mm-hmm. we can find it and what it is. So we try to go out of our way to do some real research and find if we can get something for them that we don't actually carry or have in stock right then.
1: Yeah. Now the Butler Pantry used to be on the 200 block. It did. And now it's on the 400 block. Yeah. I remember when uh, they were in the old Maybe spot. In the valley. I actually helped John move oh. into the new building. Good for you. And do you do you remember the where the oh, Butler yeah. Yeah. had you ever been in that basement? Um, only after they moved. It off. was about five five feet eight. The ceiling. <laughs> and I'm six too. And I can't tell you how many times, clunk, clunk, <laughs> running up and downstairs. <laughs> and uh, and uh, was able, and that per, that building is perfect there at 439 oh, Butler Street, yeah. right across the street from the post office. Mm-hmm. It's a great It was hotel. like well, they didn't and move. I mean, what's it was more
2: really, quaint than the old hardware store. Oh, You know, Wilkins so many people. has such history in the community.
1: You used to work at the hardware store, right? No, oh, you, actually. You never did work there? No,
2: but the joke has always been, because people always used to call our house when we had a home phone, and they would say, you know, do you have this or that? Oh, they thought and I would you say, the- well, of course, we've got that in our basement, but I think you're looking for Wilkins Hardware. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then I always used to joke that Kippy and I should get married, because I'd only have to drop the on off the end of my name. Wilkins, <laughs> Wilkinson. Right,
1: right. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's funny.
2: But no, his, his dad, Ron, at one point, I think shortly after they closed the hardware store, put that I had been an employee, so it shows up on my profile, my Facebook profile that I've worked oh. there, but really I didn't.
1: Oh, I, I just hung
2: see. out there enough I could have had a job.
1: <laughs> I see. I think we I all did. And I also see a cookie there. Do um, uh, you guys sell the um, cookies from so cookies, cookies on Call? Cookies on Call, yeah. Um, uh, Franny. We've, we've yeah.
5: got, you know, we we're thinking about some things that people want to support local and get things made in Michigan. And, I mean, everybody knows Fran. I mean, yeah. I, I think if you yeah. don't, yep. I, I don't know where Yeah, you're she's, that's another thing. It's like, grand. you know, that's what we're talking and about. Our town's so small. She kind of enters a room just like her logo here. When, when she comes in, she, yes. ma- she makes an entrance. She very does proper grand entrance. Yes. Uh, oh, she's total but, proper. Oh, she's fantastic. Love her. And, uh, she wanted to keep her presence of her cookies here in the Saugatuck area because she's got her shop in mm-hmm. South Haven, Haven now. Yeah, uh-huh. And it was a great fit. We we were able to uh, – she still gets makes all the cookies there at her store mm-hmm. uh, fresh, um, no preservatives, and we bake those in the store daily. Mm-hmm. And we sell hundreds a day,
1: it literally. It always yeah. smells L- like literally.
2: fresh, warm uh-huh. cookies when you walk in. It draws people in, especially in the sure summer when the doors does. are open.
1: You sell a lot of local products, we don't do. you? Um, do. I see that uh, the uh, Marguerite, Marguerite, my sister-in-law, um,
5: she has all. She's pretty known in the area too for all her different variety of jams. And she again tries to do unique things and not just strawberry jam or grape right. jam. She's got all kinds of with um, uh, different ingredients in them, uh, so they're very unique. And uh-huh. not just plain. So she wants to stand out. And she just wrote a cookbook recently, which we carry in the store. Oh, how nice. Um, and it incorporates her jams and, and other recipes from, from friends. Um, I think she's got a recipe in there from Laura Palazzolo. That's got to be a and,
1: good cookbook because um, I've, I've, I've oh, had Palazzolo her flavors. She makes an onion jam lucky, too. Lucky, Yeah. Yeah.
5: And uh, she's offering a special today. If you come in the store and mention you heard it on Saga Tuck on Sunday, you get $10 off her cookbook.
1: I'm gonna get ten dollars off that cookbook.
2: Even if I can. Off Even the
1: if can, I get in on that deal. Yeah. You know? I mean, Anybody. that would be
2: worth it just to get your hands on a Palazzolo's
1: recipe. Exactly. Right. Right. Marie is a good. Cook. Right. Yeah, that'd be great. I think mean, you sell a lot of things. Like we have got. Is some, that her cookbook there? The
5: Michigan. This one, um, a local from Luddington, just a little bit up. He was during so you have, COVID. You have quite a few we, cookbooks. We we don't I normally we because you you know unless it's something unique like Margaret's okay. cookbook or this one here. This is a, a guy who grew up in Luddington. He's a graphic designer. Okay. Um, during COVID, he decided uh-huh. to bake all the family recipes and and uh, all of them. And it's a great cookbook. Um, All of them are – he made himself. He took the pictures and he put the huh. cookbook together. We've been selling the heck out of them. It's a beautiful uh, book. And uh, it's a Michigan cookbook. I like, I like Family the... and friends, food favorites from the Fruit Belt. Oh, uh, So <laughs> we have that available as well. It's a great Christmas gift. Uh
1: huh. Uh-huh. Well,
2: you know what catches my eye in your pile of goodies that, that you brought? Your what? knife. Oh, the
1: knife. This you know, is... my
2: knife block I bought 20 years ago, more than 20 years ago yeah. from the Butler Pantry. And I still – use that knife block but i have one in particular that i got from you that is a japanese oh hammered we carbon have we steel, have whatever.
5: some of those on sale wow right now. is that knife Hankles, incredible. Uh, the knife company they've got a special going on Right now, Zwillingfest, and we were able to oh, get in yeah. on the deal, and we've got. Oh, Japanese I love those. Those are great. Those great price. are.
2: My dad always used to say he really wanted a Japanese hammered carbon steel, yeah. whatever, yeah. whatever. And I thought that is just a lot of money to spend on a knife. Yeah. But finally, I was like, you know, one Christmas, I'm going to get him a knife. Do you know? It's the first one I grab every yeah. time. You can cut a tomato thin enough to read a newspaper through it. It is phenomenally sharp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got a
5: great deal on that right you now. Have nice, and this, this is a Nice collection
2: of knives. Pairing knife, four star. Uh, normally sixty five
5: bucks. 99 It's twenty bucks. Let me see that. It's twenty bucks. This is we, the this is the set I have now. Everybody I, needs good knives. Right, I
1: I agree. And I used to think I had a great knife, and it was like a um, I want to say a, like. Cuisinart or some kind of brand that doesn't make knives and it looked mm-hmm. nice in oh, the yeah. block mm-hmm. and all that. And I thought I had good knives. When I bought my set from you guys, which is the, the Zwilling brand mm-hmm. and the block, boy, I was a chef. Yeah, And I mean, I when I saw how sharp that knife was, I'm just chop, chop, chopping away. The first time I used it, here I am, dicing onions. I think I know what I'm doing. And you got to be careful. Yeah, I got to be careful. Because yeah. chop. I kinda got the little side of my thumb. And, yeah. and oh.
2: mine are so sharp I can cut myself and not realize until it starts to bleed.
1: <laughs> and you know what, I use the knives all the time here. Yeah. And I rarely have to sharpen them. I sharpen them myself. Yeah. Now you we also, offer sharpening. Yeah. yeah.
2: Can if you say, it's, a store,
5: it's free. Otherwise it's two dollars a knife. A lot of people were That's kinda a good surprised deal. that uh-huh. we do that. Yeah. We we can do that. Usually on the spot. Um, depending on how busy it is and how staffed we are, it might have to give us a 24 hour, you know, leeway, mm-hmm.
1: but, uh, yeah, we do sharpen knives there. I like uh, the program that you guys do with service. the, um, with the winter bucks that you get, uh, the Butler in, bucks. every year, the Butler yeah, bucks the during the summer when I'm shopping there. I accumulate them, and you get uh, what is it a, you down? Get a dollar for a uh, one butler buck for every ten dollars you spend, uh-huh. and then you can
5: use them as cash during the winter months. A- after November, Labor Day, March. or during
1: the winter months, there's specific dates there yeah. where you and can some, double some them. You can
5: double them, and people have really been making out last weekend.
1: Right, right. We we're
5: getting free stuff like crazy.
1: Uh-huh. How was it yesterday? Was it busy? We were swamped. Swamped, really, Swamp, with the kind yeah. of weather we had—the we, rain. Yeah, of, that's why I think so today's going to be crazy. You know,
5: it, I didn't expect anybody when I pulled in yesterday, and we—it was packed.
1: I kept hearing people out on the street all day when I was yeah. getting ready for the show and making pumpkin bread in the evening yeah. yesterday. People were out there walking. I'm like, where is all this noise coming from? And they're just out there walking, groups yeah. of people, people that want to get out. They're, yeah. you know, And everyone around here being very mindful of each other, yeah. wearing masks while they're walking through town. Well, I think Sagatuck
2: has somewhat gotten a reputation for how cautious people are being here and how careful they're yeah. being with masks and sanitizer. And I think that pulls an additional crowd of people that want to be we've had in a place that they feel safe.
5: Yeah, we've had customers comment about how comfortable and safe they feel here yeah. and how glad they are. That the stores are mandating masks, yeah, and we're all yeah. open. Yeah. yeah, I hear Making that a, it a lot. Safe environment for people.
1: And what better way to really make this holiday special? I mean, we really, after the kind of year that we've gone through, I mean, you really want to put more meaning into yeah. your gift mm-hmm. giving, mm-hmm. into what you're doing. You really want to make sure it's local, but not just local. Really good. Yeah, you know, really good. I see you've got. Um, also, we've you've got, got cutting boards. And, we've got cutting boards. You in Steve. quite a bit. A beautiful he, cutting board.
5: This is a local. He he lives only a few blocks from here. Actually, he does cutting boards, serving platters, charcuterie boards, bowls, knives, spoons, all from wood. There's walnut. There's mahogany. Um, great pieces, all individual and unique. Great gifts. Supporting local. Um, we've got maple syrup made by a local family here in Saugatuck that we carry. Creekwood uh maple farms and uh michigan mints these are really oh, yes. popular they're they're made near lansing it's uh-huh. a michigan item though uh, yeah great stocking stuffer uh-huh.
2: uh, for people to put in their stockings there's I love- a lot of good stocking stuff my mom always oh, used yeah. to get
1: stocking stuffers at the butler pantry yeah, yeah. lots yeah. of little
5: gadgets for everybody yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: lots of great stocking stuffers yeah. there and at the drugstore the sogatuck drugstore drug oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the i like there. charcuterie
2: mm-hmm. I've always wondered how to say that. Thank you. But, I, did, I, I look at it and I'm like, It how took me a long that time that? to say it.
1: It's charcuterie. We used to just call it an appetizer tray. Right. But
5: now it's a charcuterie.
1: That's what we used to call it, too. Well, it
5: just sounds so much exactly. fancier. I
1: always felt like, you know, I uh, did flowers uh, part-time at a uh, flower shop in Wyandotte by a big Greek family. Were you a bucket washer? And yes, I was a bucket, bucket washer. Shrubber. That's right. <laughs> and um, that's how they would eat. They would just put, I mean, every meal would just mm-hmm. be on big platters mm-hmm. and throw everything in the middle and everybody goes at it. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Gosh, um,
5: we talked state, about so much uh,
1: when you're cooking. You know, Are you working when, today?
5: I'm working today, I'll so we can come store. see you come at the, the Butler Pantry. Yeah. Uh-huh. You can see my flashing outfit here. I walked in with the disco ball.
1: All right, yeah. it's at uh, 439 Butler Street.
5: 439 Butler Street,
1: right across from. Right anything across from the special? Post Any special going on right now? No, but check nights? our
5: check our Facebook page. Uh, Monday, we're doing Santa Saturdays through this weekend. This Saturday's uh-huh. the last. You're doing month.
1: another Santa so Saturday. We're doing another
5: Santa Saturday, so we have a special offer coming up the the last few weeks um, we've had fun with pop your discount and uh free gift certificates Pop your discount yeah you pick a balloon in the store you pop the or? balloon and oh, whatever's in I there you in get the discount well, oh wow you can pick however you want to pop the balloon well tell i'm you, gonna Nali, come in you
2: told me that those those japanese knives are on sale i might have to come down and do a little shopping that's i right. just
1: want to come in and do some popping <laughs>
2: that sounds fun too. that's what
1: i want to do hey jim thanks for being with us hey great pleasure thanks i'm honored Jim Goran, are you happy I said that right? Yeah. Kind of right? <laughs> <laughs> From the Butler Pantry, downtown Saugatuck, thanks for being with us. My We're running wonder, out of time. Right.
5: I know. I, I know so I could go on and on and, on and on and, on and talk, talk more. Your snowball cookies or Russian wedding cakes. Yeah. A go help
1: or or yourself to just some pumpkin bread before oh, you right. leave. Right. Okay. I want to thank everybody for listening in. And I want to thank our sponsors, Charming Tuck Rentals, the Interurban Transit Authority, Back to the Fuchsia Flower Shop at Mill Pond Realty. And thank you for tuning in to us. Tuck on Sunday, every week here. Next week, Tuck on Sunday, my special co-host will be Brandy Pierce from Phil's Bar and Grill. I'll also have Bertie Holly from the Old Pike Cottages and the Dustin Tyler from Modalis Wines. And finally... Yeah, and one more guest, Krista Winteringham, will be here from the Brass Anchor and Ice Baby Tuna. Plus, next week, you're listening to Saga Tuck on Sunday at 92.7 The Van and 92, 92.7 TheVan.com. Have a great Sunday, everybody.
0: Thanks for joining us this morning for Saga Tuck on Sunday with your host, Gregory Munsey. Today's show has been brought to you by Mill Pond Realty. Back to the Fuchsia, the Interurban, and Charming Saugatuck Rentals. If you'd like to hear today's show, you can go to our website for the podcast, 927thevan.com. It's also on our mobile app. And join us next Sunday, 7 a.m. for Saugatuck on Sunday on the Lakeshore's 927 the van.